Welcome to Gain That Tune. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we're back in the house once again. It's your boy, Cyberdyne Systems Model T800, John Harrington, and I got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And What, uh, what robot model am I? Uh, man, that's for you to decide, Johnny. Tell Remember? us what robot model you are. Can I be the T1000? <laughs> you think? Hmm. <laughs> Johnny, I don't want to do any more show. I want to unpack how you think you're the T-1000 real quick. <laughs> um, well, I turn into goop all the time and make my way through things. So, you know, that, that's a part of it. It's John Regan, a.k.a. Cold Goop. Say hey. <laughs> hey. All right. Who else is here? Um, IG-88, Jesse Moore. Yes. And finally... DWN017 David Fleming. Ah, okay. Yeah, David, man. Fantastic. Um, I was trying to look up the number for a robot master I really liked, but the first one that came up was Needleman, so apparently I'm Needleman tonight. Uh, David, they call you that because you've gotten so much Botox, and we support you on that. And Needleman is also everyone's favorite robot master, so own it, baby. Um, fantastic. Uh, it's Game That Tune, back in the house. Bunch of robots hanging out, goofing off, listening to video game tunes, trying to guess each other's games based on the songs, maybe a little bit of trivia. Uh, the winner picks the theme for the next episode. So, David, tell us what's going on tonight. Uh, the theme is games with robots. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we always have to do this. How, what, you know, what is a robot? How is robot formed? <laughs> How cyborg get? <laughs> yeah, could I be robot? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. For some reason, I feel like Johnny is robot. <laughs> I feel yeah, like that's that a really tracks. funny name. That if we're gonna write a, like a movie or a video game featuring a robot, we should just name the robot Robort. Then I don't know. That just tickles me just right. So we got the you know we got something strong there. So yeah. Um, Robots. Uh, what are they, David? Um, they are autonomous machine life. Mm-hmm. Does does robot stand for something? <clears throat> Is it an acronym? I think, I think the first R stands for robotics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it's not like laser. I know this, but I, I can't remember it, so I'm going to have to look it up. It oh, is, okay. It's actually from a play. Um, really? And orange breasts or tits? That's the one I was thinking of from the uh, the play about the woman with the really orange breasts or tits. It was um, in the play um, R-U-R, which is an acronym, um, but it comes from the Czech word robota, which means labor, because robots were designed to be like mechanized labor. Hmm. Interesting. So slaves? So, basically, yeah. Hmm. So, man. 
Not sure I like this topic anymore. Nah, yeah. I, I'm really glad that that play had that song that everybody loved, that Not To Not To. So, um, that's, uh, that's good stuff, man. Robots, uh, you mean, know what they, they are. They started as, like, mechanized labor, but it, they have since gone on to inspire many different things, and I'm sure we'll see some of those awesome video games tonight, so. Yes. I mean, robots are all over video games, because I think a lot of people feel like it's okay to kill robots more so than mm. it is to kill, like, human beings or live things. You know, a lot of games have robots. You know, it's a uh, it's the kind of thing that makes a difference between a game being rated teen or rated M. So you know, robots turn up. It's an important thing to have a robot. It's a uh, it's a way to be violent without being you know I don't know weird violent. Um, but yeah, so uh, robots. It's gonna be a good show. Um, I don't have a toss up for this week. I uh, yeah I don't know. Uh, I'm not sharing what's going on in my personal life behind the scenes. I'm low on free time. So I think we should start with my game in case I need to abruptly leave this episode. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Game one.
right, guys. So, this is the very first game in the mainline series to launch on consoles without an arcade port and is currently the only mainline game in the series to not have an arcade port. guys who's feeling fantastic i am for sure good you should (laughs) let's wow johnny johnny says mega man he's not right jesse and david both have the correct answer this is tekken 8 man johnny what did you think that was a specific Mega Man? Do you want to, you know, like elaborate the first on that a one? Bit? Yeah, the classic NES Mega Man sounded like Bomb Man to me. That last song, yeah, yeah exactly. It says Guts yeah. Man, Luck Man, Bomb Man. Mm-hmm. All right, Johnny, real quick, which of the original six Mega Man Robot Masters would you like to see as DLC in Tekken Eight? Who probably? Oh God, this is toss-up. Furry between Luck Man or Guts Man. Mm, like, um, I mean, Guts Man's the one that makes the most sense. He's the one that most seems like a fighting robot, but yeah. You know, I feel like also Cut Man would fuck everything up pretty well. Cut Man be good. I want a Luck Man just because I want a sweet Tekken 8 remix of his theme because I love his theme. Very much so, yes. That's that's my main reason for picking a Luck I mean, Man, to be 100% honest. That's, I mean, that's the reason to pick any Mega Man robot for a Tekken 8 <laughs> thing is for a fucking maximalist techno remix of their song. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ, the Tekken sound. I mm. love it. Um, man, just fucking... I don't know if you know this about, uh, about you know, that music in Tekken. Kind of pumps you up. Kind of, you know, it, it's kind of fighting game music, this, uh, this Tekken music. Um, real, hey, real yeah, good Yeah, it does kind of seem very fighting gamey. It, it, energetic, frenetic. Weird. Uh, a lot of times with a really great bass line and a fantastic, you know, electronic beat. 
really makes you want to fucking do some like rhythmic fighting game moves or just kind of soak up a vibe. You know, it's a, it's kind of music that really sounds like you're fighting in some sort of near distant or near future, uh, you know, airplane hangar or I don't know, fucking like a fighting arena with fireworks and crazy shit going on. Or, uh, I, I didn't play the song from one of the stages in this game that stands out. You know, I love Tekken for their weird standout stages, like the one that takes place atop of a mountain near Machu Picchu with llamas roaming the stage. Uh, <laughs> like, no, what, what, what this music is for me is I'm imagining myself at like a dark arcade and you hear this music coming from some part of it. And you're like, I need to go yeah, to there. Exactly. Yeah. Where's, where's that? Yeah. You know, and then you see like a laser show going on too. And you're like, okay, <laughs> hold on. This, you know, <laughs> I gotta be here. <laughs> and then you get back there and there's just a woman screaming, Tekken! And uh, In that yeah, exact you, voice. <laughs> I mean, I can't do that voice justice. I, I, well, you that, know. That, that, that's how they would react because there was no arcade release of this game. So you see it in the arcade, you're like, oh my god! What's this doing here? <laughs> New Challenger! <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's, uh, that's a good call. That's how people would react when the arcade version comes out. Um, man. I don't know if you guys followed the uh, the build-up to this game, but uh, one of my disappointments early on with this game is that the announcer they hired for the trailers for the, the game is not in the game at all. They hired this Japanese MMA announcer to announce all the characters' names for the, like as they you know revealed the characters, and that announcer appears nowhere in the actual game. I was super disappointed. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys... You, are you familiar with the person I'm talking about? Did you see any of these Tekken videos? I saw I a couple not. of them. I feel okay. like I've seen a few, but I'm trying to think, and I I can't think of the announcer voice. All right, I, I won't you know show the video, but I'll play the I'll play the sound. Let me know this is coming through. Give me a thumbs up. And it goes on like that. <laughs> Incredible. That's, but awesome. that, that's not the voice from the game, though. Nope, not not in the game oh. at all. Just you know, really great Bummer. trailer voice. <laughs> Man, that's uh, very I, unfortunate. I was looking also into buying the buying a cameo from that person, and uh, she thinks very highly of herself. Oh, it's a very expensive cameo. <laughs> so, damn. Maybe someday we'll get uh, the Tekken 8 announcer. Maybe an August absurdity thing. Um, yeah, but I think it's like. I think it's $250 and she'll only shout out one of us. So it'd be like a thousand bucks to get an announcer voice for Jesus all four of us. Christ. Tell, she, she thinks very highly of herself. She must be a famous announcer, like very famous in Japan. Um, but anyway, anyway technically. She need to announce all of us? Can she just announce Game That Tune? Because that'd be worth it. See, but I want to hear your name said by her. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I don't even want to hear my own name, except she rolls her R's really well, so I feel like she'd really nail Harrington. Um, and Regan, quite frankly. Mm. 
Do you think she'd roll the R in more, Jesse? I feel like she would. More, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Nobody ever rolls that like that ending yeah, R more. sound. They should. Um, but yeah, so Tekken 8. Uh, been playing it a little bit. Fun game. Uh, sadly, no announcer voice, but a lot of uh, a lot of fun to be had in this game. A couple of robots in the game. Maybe you've heard of them. Jack. Uh, in this version, it's uh, Jack 8. Um, he's a big robot. I he's sure in, did. He's been Hang in every on. single second game. <laughs> is, is Jack Wait, an no, acronym? Yeah. I'm doing the math, and yeah, Jack 8. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know, whoever, like, the people are that oversee things like the Wikipedia, like, you know, roster updates. Jack has not technically been in every single Tekken game. Because technically every single Tekken game has a new Jack character in it with a different number on it. I'm like, oh, fuck that. You fucking pedants. <laughs> yeah, fucking simplify this page. Do they have uh, the same moveset? Oh, yeah. It's the same fucking guy. No, David, there's a new number attached. It's, you know, it's Jack 8. Yeah, certainly not Jack 7. There's so many differences now. There's so much has changed. Sometimes I fucking hate the internet. <laughs> oh, sometimes? <laughs> um, but yeah. But this uh, Jack has a new hat. <laughs> he does. There are a lot of customization options in the game. So yes, you can do Jack with the new hat, which is important. Um, customization's fun. New hats are good. Uh, but yeah, Jack's in it. And, you know, this is why I asked about, you know, robots versus, say, some other type of uh, mechanized thing, like a cyborg, because, you know, there's uh, there's a couple other things floating around these, uh, this game. Uh, Brian Fury. Brian Fury's still in the game. Uh, he's definitely got a robot under his skin. Um, and he never, you know, he never really talks. He just kind of cackles menacingly and, you know, kills things. And uh, then there's also a Lisa, who, as far as I'm concerned, is a robot. I was going to say, isn't Elisa a robot? I don't know, man. She looks very human-like until her hands turn into chainsaws and her head falls off. Um, but, you know, I'm yeah, going to go ahead and call that a robot. <laughs> I guess she's a robot. I don't know. She she flies with, like, uh, you know, like flaming wings and her hands turn into chainsaws and her head falls off and explodes. I guess she's a robot and not really a human. I don't know. I'll, I'll need to run a few more tests. Check um, the wiki. Yeah, you know, like, I think she'd probably pass a Turing test, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like the robots. I like the other characters. I, I haven't played a whole lot of the new characters. There's a, there's a sexy Frenchman who's like an assassin guy with a gun. Uh, his voice is uh, done by Vincent Castle, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a, like, South American coffee influencer who I haven't really touched yet. She seems to be dancing a lot and mugging to the camera and doing influencer stuff. <laughs> uh, I nice. think I found my character. I don't understand why she's here. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying Tekken's a serious game by any means, but it is just kind of odd, like, knowing what the story of the game is, where it's like, you know, the fate of the world's at stake. Kazuya's gonna blow up any country that loses the King of the Iron Fist tournament. It's like, why is that girl only talking about coffee? Like, yeah, why is she, like, trying to sell coffee to the camera when there's a, a devil with a giant laser about to destroy, you know, all of her country? I don't know. Um, you know what they say, live, laugh, coffee. That is exactly what they say. <laughs> I have at least one coffee I, mug that says exactly that. Um, I, I feel like that's a very Gen Z character in terms of, like, you know, common thing, you know, the kids have today. 
is their kind of overall attitude is like the world's fucked fuck it you know etc etc sure and so i feel like that i feel like that makes sense then like oh this is like a, a younger person who's grown up in a world where like oh my plant's already fucked so like fuck it let me make some money and sell some coffee while i'm in this tournament i guess so yeah, yeah. I, I would think that she maybe wouldn't enter a deadly martial arts tournament uh like <laughs> But, World's yeah. fucked, fuck it. She Yolo. wants to get some fucking TikTok views, John. She's doing the fucking Tekken TikTok challenge. Okay, now, but, like... <laughs> the TikTok challenge? Won't her TikTok be negatively affected when she loses the King of the Iron Fist tournament and Kazuya blows up her country with a giant laser? Like, well, yeah, who but said she was going to lose? Take. Yeah, the Unless she's a cringe streamer. There's no such thing as a bad view, John. I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, she's interesting. I haven't played very much as her. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of the other new characters. There's uh, there's another new uh, young woman named Reyna who uh, seems pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird that it's like I, I get Tekken 8 and immediately start playing as all the characters I like from the previous seven Tekken games. Like, oh, brand new game. Better see how King's doing. Better see how Harong still handles. Oh, it's the same as always. Okay, that's cool. I'm good with these guys. I think I'll keep playing with them. Wait, no, I bought a new game. I should try the new, you know, I need to write it on my hand. Like, you know, try the new characters, John. Don't fucking just keep on playing as Harong and King and Steve. Even if they're the coolest characters, objectively, um, it's a uh, it's a fun game. Uh, I think you know. Obviously, it doesn't interest guys like John and David all that much because they don't own PlayStation Fives. But I feel like this game would be kind of right up you guys' alley. Not only because it's insane and absurd, uh, but because they've added new simplified controls that you can use to make the game more accessible to yourself. If you've ever felt like playing Tekken was daunting, and you might be mashing a few too many buttons, there's a new little simple control mode, and you can do easy special moves and juggle combos and activate your like heat and rage art and stuff more easily. It's uh, it's so intuitive. My son has been playing, and you know I'm not gonna say he can beat me, but it like there's a couple of times where it's like okay damn he caught me on a you know he caught me good he got me with a good fucking combo there that kid he's kind of figuring out the timing of the game and yeah this uh, this new control system it's uh it's helping make the game pretty accessible because uh you know i don't know how much Tekken you guys have played in the past but uh not not famous for being the most accessible fighting game and fighting games in general not famous for being the most accessible games period so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nice adding the add the new little controls. Um, I you have piqued my interest, but I have to ask: Is Julia in the game? No. All right, I'm not playing it. David, you know they also they brought back June Kazama for the first time in like five games. She disappeared after Tekken Two, and now she's back mysteriously. So there's June, no Julia. Yeah, she could be coming in an update. Um, she probably will be. Yeah, I'll just play Coffee Girl for now. Exactly. I, you know, I think you can get what you need out of the Coffee Girl, um, whose name fucking escapes me. Why is it? You know what the fuck? It's uh, Azusena. A uh, yeah. That's probably escapes me because I've never heard that name before. Um, 
yeah, the game is dope. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to play. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I haven't really cracked into the story mode even yet. I wanted to kind of, you know, play it when I had time to, you know, really focus on it. And in the last couple of weeks, I haven't really had time to focus on much. So I've been playing more of the arcade stuff and enjoying it. Haven't haven't really dipped into the online, but I've been messing around trying to customize characters. Uh, you know, um, play a little of the. There's like an arcade story mode, not like character endings but like there's this it's basically a tutorial it's an extended tutorial for the game where you make a little anime avatar and go around to different japanese arcades and fight people and earn money and stuff and it basically it's like you know hey while you're here why don't you try doing a, a heat combo i'm like hey that's a great idea i don't do that very often and then you know supposedly by the end of it you'll kind of know all the mechanics of the game and be good at the game so it's uh it's a really fun accessible fighting game with, uh, you know, a lot of charm. And I'm really looking forward to them supporting it because I've paid full fucking price for it and they better support it in really good ways because the last game got tons of awesome DLC and, you know, kick-ass stuff. And this one, it's starting at a, a strong base and I feel like it can only get better. And just, you know, maybe the answer is Mega Man characters. Maybe they should just do all the 8-bit robot masters from the original Mega Man 1. Which again is not hmm. made by Namco, so I have no idea how or why they would do this. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no Capcom guest character in this game. There's no Akuma like there was in Tekken 7. But maybe it's time for it to be Tekken versus the there's, six original Robot Masters. There's a Capcom precedent at least, so you got that. There was a relationship at one time, yes. You know, Capcom and Tekken were, you know, doing something at some point, uh, you know, several now, years like ago. I'd like to ask a question. Mm. If you could, because Tekken has had Akuma, Geese Howard, um, the dude from The Walking Dead whose name escapes me. Negan. Um, Negan. Like, they've done some, didn't they have Noctis, too? They did. Yeah. So they've had some weird guest characters. Yep. If you could put anybody in, who do you want to see? Well, based on my recent gaming habits, and yeah, I've been trying to focus on one game at a time. Uh, you know, for the, you know, based on the Noctis precedent, I would like to see Clive from Final Fantasy 16 in the game. As little sense as that would make, uh, you know, given that he's like a medieval Game of Thrones kind of character and Noctis was like a more contemporary based Final Fantasy character, uh, Clive would be pretty dope. Um, or going back to the game I played before that, Spider-Man. Uh, I would like to see Spider-Man in Tekken. That would be very cool. Or the game I played before that, Super Mario, specifically Super Mario Wonder, where Mario is fighting in a Tekken game and undergoing all kinds of insane wonder effects. And uh, that's how he manages to justify being in a Tekken game. Like, you know, like Mario gets a wonder seed and it turns him into like shredded Kazuya style Mario. And that's the basis for yes. him appearing in Tekken 8. That should happen, guys. <laughs> mm. Think about it. Just picture yeah, that. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> you're, you're dripping with anticipation of muscular Tekken Mario. <laughs> that's not the only I'm thing dripping I'm dripping with. with. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a game with a lot of potential. I you know I like the uh, I like the accessibility. I like how just you know kind of much casual fun I'm having with it right now. I'm looking forward to playing the story mode and maybe maybe dipping into the online mode a little bit. But uh, 
yeah, I'm really just uh, you know happy to be uh, happy to be enjoying it so much. It's a it's a really really fun entry. Soundtrack also as always you know fantastic, loaded with fucking super techno bangers. Um, maybe not quite as I don't know. I feel like awesome is like some of my some of the high points of the series. You know, I, I love Tekken Five. Tekken Seven had a pretty great soundtrack. Uh, Tekken Three is great. Like you know, nothing as immediately memorable as some of my favorites, but I feel like it's growing on me. Really, uh, really looking forward to playing more and enjoying more of the uh, you know just like I said, maximalist techno music in this game. Just uh, just a ton of fun. It's uh, it's totally my vibe. Fucking. Yeah, I'm always ready for the next battle. It's uh, it's a great time, and we should continue having a great time with the next game. Who should we go to next, John? Oh, uh, right, we didn't do the opening tip-off, so nobody's running the show. <laughs> I don't care. Game two.
right, guys. So in the movie, this uh, game is based on uh, Jay Leno voices a fire hydrant. See, uh, let's see your answers. I'm feeling pretty good. I was unsure until the trivia. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, David says 2001 A Space Odyssey, the game. That's pretty good. Jesse says Short Circuit 64, which I wish it was. I would love to see uh, Fisher Stevens playing Indian in fucking. Why well, you gotta go there, Johnny? Game. Come on, man. <laughs> And then uh, John has the correct answer. This is robots. Oh, of course. The 2005 video game based on the 2005 film starring uh, Ewan Gregor and Robin Williams, Mel Mel Brooks, Greg Kinnear. This cast is pretty stacked. Drew Carey. um, Are they in the game? No. Well... You know, I don't know. Um, they were gonna be, but they blew all the money on this fucking awesome soundtrack, <laughs> and they, they couldn't get the actors back. <laughs> yeah, uh, the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be one of the classic examples of soundtrack like being way, way better than the game, and like way better than the game even deserves. Yeah, the game not very good. Uh, I, you what? know what? <laughs> I believe 
I, I want to like find uh, copies of both to just double check everything, but I'm pretty certain this is the Game Boy Advance or Nintendo DS version of the soundtrack. Um, there's another version for um, like PS2 GameCube that's done by Steve Duckworth. Uh, but the one Not I have interested. here is <laughs> the one I have is tagged Ian Stalker, and he did the handhelds version soundtrack, and quite good. Yeah, oh, it, they're all bangers. Ian Stalker's that dude, man. That guy fucking yeah, just makes bangers. Gonna act like we know mm. who we're talking about. Um, but no, I, yeah, we've. Uh, I'm aware of the works of Ian Stalker. Uh, he's not the kind of guy you know right off the top of your head, but like based on the robot soundtrack and uh, you know the couple other things you can look up that he's done, uh, the guy's got a got a bit of a got a bit of a good thing going. I'm trying to remember anything else he's done, so I don't sound like a complete fucking idiot right now. Uh, uh, nope, I have nothing. I'm after googling. Didn't he throw out the first pitch of the World Series in 2011? I'm sure someone with a similar name did, but I cannot. I have no idea who you're talking about. You're thinking of Ian Holm, the actor that played Bilbo Baggins? What? You're thinking of Ian McKellen. He's Gandalf and Magneto. Okay. So not Proto. No, I was just trying to make something up for fun. This isn't a reference to anything. Okay, so it's just... <laughs> God damn it. We've reached a new level of Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Not that it sounds like anything. Just here's something that's not true. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ian Stocker, John Rocker, well, the racist Braves pitcher? Like... <laughs> What are we talking about here? Well, most stories are made up anyways. So, so, so Johnny, what are you doing in this game? No, the game's not important. The soundtrack yeah, is. is important. I say sound, the soundtrack's important and the cast is important of the movie. Like, fucking Mel Brooks is in this movie. Um, Stanley Tucci, you get the Tooch. Uh, Do you think any of them have played this game? <laughs> Ooh. I, you know, I bet... I bet Drew Carey did. I bet Drew Carey at some point was flying somewhere and decided to play his own, the game based on the movie he was in. You think so? Oh. Drew Carey striking no. this guy that plays video games? No, I think Drew Carey probably just... I feel like if Drew Carey travels, he's not playing video games. He's probably, I don't know, on the phone with people about things or something. It seemed, he seems like a busy guy. I was going to say, I don't want to speculate about what he does while he's flying between things, but he does seem like the kind of guy that stays busy and is an adult and has been an adult for quite some time and probably doesn't play Game Boy Advance games based on movies he was in. <laughs> you know, he was in the Royal Rumble one time. He was. Yeah. yeah. He had, I don't know, as good of a showing as Pat McAfee recently had. Um, I would say better. He stayed. But no, much long. better because I like Drew Carey. Um, but uh, he, you know, he didn't exactly you know get anybody eliminated. Um, yeah, no, Drew Carey. He's he's too busy, man. He's he's funny. He's probably just you know neck deep in pussy and you know got, got that fuck you prices right money. He doesn't need to play robots. Well, yeah. the points don't matter anyways. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, stories are all made up, and the points don't matter. Um, man, 
yeah, no, this, uh, I mean, I feel like we, you know, I don't know. This game, I don't like this movie. I've, yeah, I, I've <laughs> no, attempt- nobody, nobody does. <laughs> I've attempted to watch this movie because my son, my son is now of the age where he'll like browse Disney Plus and choose something. He's like, "Daddy, what about this?" I'm like, "Son, I have to put my foot down. No, we're not watching that fucking movie. Like, no, <laughs> it's weird. It's ugly. You know, I'm not watching fucking 2005 robots. <laughs> like, there's just so many better, e- even better, shittily CGI animated movies." To watch than fucking robots. It's no, it's a no. Well, I'm sorry, so I, I just completely lost myself at. So this game, I hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, you got hot takes on a 2005 Game Boy Advance movie tie-in game, David? I, I would love to hear them. This, the the movie has Paul Giamatti, so you could watch this and pretend it's Paul Giamatti from the Holdovers. That's true. You know. <laughs> Like I feel like that part. I feel like that's that's why they stack these casts so much. So when a parent does have to watch it with their kid, they can at least be like, "Oh, hey, that's so and so's voice the whole time." At least have something, you know, there. Yeah. Um, still not a great movie. Not a great reason to watch a movie, but at least it's something. You know, for the, you for think the parent that, to be like, "Oh, hey." You think that held true in two thousand five? You think they were stacking the cast with known commodities of, of actors? So that parents would have something to enjoy in this movie. That's what you think. Yeah, I think that's why they stack most casts of animated movies. Yeah. Okay. Just so the parents say, "Oh, hey, I know this voice. Oh, I know. Oh, hey, that sounds. Oh, that's fun. You know, it, it. And that's the level of fun it is. It's not a lot. It's not a high level of fun. It's just like, oh, hey, neat. I know this person. Right. <laughs> They hire all of these big, huge name actors so that parents can get three seconds of joy per voice. Yeah, basically. So, okay, so, again, it's 2005. You're producing a robots movie, and somebody is like, get me actors that parents will find appealing to hear and go, hey, it's that voice. And you land on Jim Broadbent... As Madame Gasket, Amanda Bynes, oh, no. Jennifer Coolidge, okay. Harlan Williams, well, Diane Weist. <laughs> well, okay, Diane Weist, I do feel like most... In, uh, man, 20 years ago? Hit oh, me I with your Weist parents. takes, John. Tell me how parents <laughs> feel about Diane Weist. Because <laughs> you know, she was a, a big star in like the birdcage and like practical magic and things like that. That's all well before this movie. Like, if she was big, she, the parents would know her by then. Um, Diane Weist? Yeah. A big star? Well, big ish, you know. <laughs> Again, like, may, may you recognize a while? Oh, God, I, don't, I, I see your point here that like. Yeah, a lot of these are people that we kind of care about now, but back then maybe not as much. Like, like Paul Giamatti. When did um, oh god, when did that movie about wine come out that he was in? Sideways. Sideways. Yes. Well, yeah. Was that before or after this movie? Was he uh, big yet? Just before this. Yeah. Okay. 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 So there's at least that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Leno. You know, parents parents are gonna love Jay Leno in 2005. Um, yeah, he hadn't I'm fucked sure anybody over real bad yet. Yeah, it's funny they actually cast Conan O'Brien as a different fire hydrant, but then Jay Leno <laughs> showed up and said he could play him instead. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm. I no, I, I don't want to debate star levels with you, but you know, I don't know, man. Just you know, th- this cast no. does not like r- you know ring out with like fucking bangers or like stunt casting to get people to be like, oh wow, it's Diane Weist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, you're right. This is 2023 stacked, not 2005 stacked. No, right? this like, is this this fucking movie's like 1989 stacked. This like you know. Diane Weist was not famous or popular in 2003. I'm, I'm hung up on Weist now, Johnny. You know, if this movie came out in the aftermath of Parenthood, then it's like, oh, wow, they got Diane Weist. In 2003, Weist wasn't fucking, you know, tickling people's ears and making me like, oh, wow, I remember Diane Weist. That's one of my favorite really, really, really subdued actresses. Like... No, it's it. I, I reject your idea that this is fucking full of like cameo voice appearances that entice parents. She was popping up on Law and Order at the time. She was she was pretty you know. Everyone uh-huh. was popping up on Law and Order at the time. <laughs> yeah, if if fucking J.K. Simmons was in this, you could say the same thing about him. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh. There's nothing to say about this game. The soundtrack's so good, and the game's so nothing. <laughs> like, it's yeah, the just... game is literally platformer, collect things. I just don't get it. End like, of game. That's it. How did they land on a banger fucking soundtrack like this? Like what you know, it's like you see those memes about like uh you know the Golden Eye pause music or fucking you know David Wise composing fucking it's like you know, we need a song for a gorilla riding a fucking swordfish and he composes a transcendent piece of music. It's like <laughs> where are the ones about the robot soundtrack? Because like <laughs> this movie. Uh, you know, I don't know if this game predated the movie, but like, there's no way this movie warranted, uh, like, tie-in game with a soundtrack this good. Like, you know, the game is nothing, and the soundtrack somehow is superb electronic music on the Game Boy Advance. You know, one of the least excellent uh, platforms for excellent electronic music. Like, you know, why put this much effort into something that's only going to play on a Game Boy Advance? And Nintendo DS did come out on that as well. That doesn't sound much better. <laughs> it's just, it's a baffling fucking game. There's so many, so many strange things from all this bizarre stunt casting that you're insisting upon to this fucking fantastic soundtrack. And again, to the content of the movie where, you know, again, we don't need to watch this movie because yeah, all you need to know is contained in the off-putting sequence in which the young robot played by Ewan McGregor gets his puberty parts delivered to the house and his mom attaches his new penis. This movie is upsetting and off-putting. <laughs> like, I, you know, I can't even wrap my head around who greenlit this movie and then subsequently who greenlit this game and then somehow sent all the money to the fucking composer's office and, you know, ended up making this soundtrack. I, you know, it's a baffling, baffling set of things. Great song. I feel... One of the best. mm, I feel like this is an example of a creative person who was stifled, who gets a job and decides, like, you know what? If this is going to be all I'm going to get, I'm going 1,000 fucking percent on it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's got to be it, man. He had that 20th Century Fox fuck you money, and he was just going to go all out. 
pull out all the stops and it's led to, you know, again, all those fantastic things that Ian Stocker has done since then. It was his blank check moment. He cashed the check and it led to us knowing who he is. He's a household name in the video game music community. I literally can't Google something else worthwhile <laughs> that this guy's done, but I'm telling you, the guy can make a fucking soundtrack as evidenced <laughs> by this game. So yeah, shout out to you, Ian. Uh, whatever it is that you do. Jesse, make up something else about Ian Stocker. So I once heard um, that uh, him and Jimmy Carter uh, once owned a racehorse together, and his name was like, um, what was it? Uh, Peanut Factory Jim. It was really cool. He, 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 was, he was an okay horse, um, but they had to you know, just uh, stud him out, and um, he did not. They didn't kill him or anything. They just let him live his life. He was a good horse. Word. He just, you know. Yeah, there you have it, man. If there's three things that Ian Stocker knows, it's ceremonial first pitches, horse cum, and <laughs> Game Boy Advance sound chips. This guy, yeah, you know, he's, he's fucking a true Renaissance he's a, he's, man. He's just that guy. <laughs> Game Trivia for this game. Uh, this game's title is derived from the Czech word for late. Oh, wait, no shit. Hang on. That was the wrong tab. All right. So um, this 8-bit game 
was released as a tie-in for a So while y'all are writing your answers down, I do want to give a special thanks to Binzy Boy in our Discord who made this fan request. Ooh, that's a new name, Binzy Boy. Don't call attention to it. So, uh, let's see some answers. So, uh, Jesse says Gyromite 3 Dracula's Curse. Sadly incorrect. Um, John says... Ipopsimon Blade. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John Regan has the correct answer. This is Zillion. Yeah, I came close to stealing this fan request as my own game. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you is, didn't. Which is why I know it. Uh, the old Jade game in the chest says, like, I knew John would know it. I did not know. I only knew this because I looked it up today. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a pretty uh, interesting game. Um, yeah, so apparently, um, we might have to game over this fan, because it's, it's coming to my attention that, um, they are, the enemies are not robots. However, in the description that I read of the game and in screenshots, they appeared to be robots. Um, also it was a fan request, so I trusted our fans oh, never man. making that mistake again. Well, also they they do blow up when you shoot them, so I feel like if they if they blow up, they're clearly not, you know, um, uh, flesh. Uh, uh, flesh, yeah, exactly. Like flesh usually doesn't explode usually. Usually, but there's like a one in a zillion chance it'll happen. Mm. <laughs> 
I wish my pun game was as good as yours, Jesse's. Um, but yeah, this seems like a really cool game. Um, also, when the request was made, Jesse got very excited, so I was kind of hoping that you've played this. Um, briefly, I just remember, like, you were a robot-looking person, and, um, don't you, like, ride around on, like, a some kind of vehicle at first? I know so, it's, yeah. it's a very weird game. It's kind of Metroid-y, I believe. Yeah, um, apparently it's based on some anime where you're in the future and you're going to a planet that's the headquarters for some evil empire trying to take over the universe and all that. So you land and you explore, like, a side-scrolling surface, and then you can find, like, an elevator that takes you down where it turns into more of, more of like, a Metroid game where you're kind of exploring around the areas um, and then you can go back up to the surface to find another elevator to lower and get to a new area um, and you have to basically shoot enemies uh, and collect different ID cards um, and then once you get all five ID cards you can initiate the planet self-destruct and blow the fuck out of this evil empire um it just, it seems like a really cool game, and it seems like, yeah, it's kind of the Metroid for the Sega Master System. And I always enjoy learning about Sega Master System games, because um, the NES was so dominant, and I didn't have any idea about the Master System until much, much later, so every time I read about a Master System game, I feel like... A medieval European person hearing about animals on other continents, like, what? You say it is a spotted horse whose height is two-thirds its neck? Absurd! <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's an anime game where you land on another planet. I was talking about a giraffe. Yeah, he's talking about a giraffe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, was a bit, I, I'm not it's like, concerned yeah. about that. <laughs> Um, you land on an alien planet, uh, you explore the catacombs, and eventually you have to gain the self-destruct to destroy the whole planet. It's like, that sounds fucking awesome! I... Okay, I kind of don't like the whole destroying the whole planet part. That seems a little over the top. Like, I assume... Because planets are kind of big... There might be a part of the planet where, like, just some, like, people live, and they're just, like, hanging out and not being part mm. of the evil empire, and then you're like, fuck them, who cares? I mean, if the empire is looking to conquer the universe, I would presume they've already conquered their planet. And at some point, yeah. it's just, you know, things are too far gone. Like, I'm reading about the fucking TV series, and, you know, these, uh, these noses, the civilization, they come to Earth and start a fucking genocide to kill all humans in order to lay eggs all over the planet and reproduce uh, at, at some point you probably just got too many of these eggs you know probably you know the balance of humans versus eggs it's like eh, fuck it blow the whole thing up like moving on uh, it's a it's a little nihilistic i would think you would just kind of wipe the eggs out you know like you know there's gotta be like a like a lice shampoo you can rub all over the entire planet but yeah, instead they just decide to blow the entire planet up. It's uh, it's a little strange. I mean, it is an '80s anime, so it's probably very nihilistic. Right. Uh, also, I am reading about the the, t the TV series, you know, the anime, and uh, 
I like the uh, the translation, the, the smart translation they made in the uh, American version. They called the group that was chosen to wield the legendary weapons and fight back against the alien force the White Knights. But in the original anime, <laughs> the task force was called the White Nuts. The White Nuts. And I'm like, uh, is that the literal translation? Like, uh, why is that what they're called? <laughs> you know, is I feel it- like White Nuts has uh, less um, problematic connotations to it than White Knights. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, at least knights make sense in a battle context. <laughs> like, so, so, so does nutting. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Good. If yeah. you were in a fight and someone just nutted on you, like how would, it would you? De- keep- that was the thing. It would diffuse the situation and be like, okay, yeah. guys, what, what were we fighting about? This guy. <laughs> what are we weird. doing here? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> what guys. is this about? Yeah, my bad. How did we get here? Somebody, give me a napkin. I am, I am really- Let's just you know leave his enemies. <laughs> I was a little curious about like the translation because in the American version, the the group that's fighting is called. These nights. So I looked to see what it was in Japan. Uh, the nights of D's. Um, yeah, no, you know, the anime sounds fucking wild. Also, I'm reading about the uh, you know stuff that tied into the games. Uh, there was like a line of like zillion fucking guns, like uh, like light guns and things made. Uh, and apparently, in 2009, a Brazilian man used a zillion toy in a hostage situation and held a woman hostage for over 10 hours. So, Jesus. Either the Brazilian police are stupid, or those guns look way too realistic. <laughs> well, so the guns served as the model for the Master System's uh, light phaser. Which is cool, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. thing. So this... Uh, this, you know, game and anime uh, were very important to the Master System. And, you know, some poor and Brazilian man. It makes sense that somebody would do the stick-up with a fucking zillion gun in Brazil, of all places. He just had a Master System lying around. He cut the cord off the thing. Bada-bing, bada-boom. He's holding somebody hostage. Uh, it makes sense. The Master System was very popular in Brazil, right? So, yeah. Yeah. They had life phases probably just laying around all over the place. Mm-hmm. In every fucking, one. in every, you know, Brazilian goodwill. There's just fucking Master System <laughs> phaser guns sitting around. And those, those phasers had a pretty good design to them. Yeah, they, no, they look rad. Cool. Oh, um, yeah, it was a great design. It was Zillion. <laughs> but I'm also reading about the sequel. There's uh, apparently a Zillion 2, the Triformation Cycle. David, did you happen to read about this in your travels uh, searching for this uh, Zillion music? In my travels to Brazil? Uh, yes, no, uh, on, you know, on your excursion to Brazil to learn about the the master system culture and take in the uh, you know the zillion music. Uh, there I, is a sequel I, in which they ride fancy motorcycles that like transform into mechs, which I feel yep, like would have qualified for the theme. I did look this. I actually did look this up when I was thinking about stealing this game, and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like there's a sequel where you alternate between, or not really alternate, but like you start on a motorcycle and if you collect enough power-ups, it turns into a mech. Dope. Um, And then it alternates between those like auto-scroller, you know, mech shoot-em-up kind of stages and then like a more traditional platforming, you know, stage. Right. Uh, It's definitely not a Metroid kind of game like the first one is. It's a completely different game. Totally different game. Sweet. Uh, A lot more action-y, a lot less puzzle solve because one thing David didn't really touch on yet is those computer, like, you know, you collect ID cards throughout the game, and throughout the game you are constantly interacting 
with these like terminal computers to do things like open and close doors and turn on and off alarm systems and lasers and things like that. And you do it by entering like codes that are in some kind of crazy alien hieroglyphy kind of language that I don't know how you learn these codes, but you gotta learn these codes to be like, there was, you know, one code is just the same symbol four times and that's just like stop lasers, but then everything else seemed pretty intense. (laughs) Like, it it looked like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. Or like the cover art. Would you say all computers are robots, Johnny? Would that qualify for the theme? I'm trying to, you know, keep the uh, keep the fan from getting game over it here. Would you know, a computer that you have to access with a you know alien hieroglyphic key card? Would you call any part of that a robot? Yeah, I call all computers robots, right? Because because the job is to automate things for you. You, you see, that's the, whole po- yes. the whole point of them. Mm-hmm. I thought we had established it was okay when, you know, flesh only sometimes explodes. I'm just saying, I'm trying to put it back over. I'm trying to, you know, okay. come up with a number of ways in which this game qualifies for the theme. The, the number of ways is two. Flesh sometimes explodes <laughs> and computers are robots. <laughs> yeah. um, if, it had yeah, tri- it- if it had mechs that turned into, or motorcycles that turned into mechs, then, you know, it'd be all the way over. But, like, so far it's like, uh, you know, it's a tentative, you know, staying on the show. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it seems like it's a really cool fucking game, um, and I kind of want to fly down to Brazil, pick up a master system on the cheap, and mm. try it out. Yep. Drink a few caipirinhas, play a little master system, you know, do that uh, mm. that authentic Brazilian experience. Because, I mean, there's there's no other way to get a master system. You have to go to Brazil to get one. Oh, yeah. No, they, they just yeah. lie in the beaches. They're just washing up on the shore. So, you know, you head down yeah. to Rio, you go to the nude beach, you fucking pour yourself a caipirinha, you fish a master system out of the out of the bay. It's, um... The bay? You, you've, you've never it's... heard that song, The Master System from Ipanema? <laughs> it's the most beautiful oh, time man. of year when the master systems migrate and come out of the waves. Mm-hmm. Jesse, do you have an issue with the bay? Is there a bay in Brazil? Yeah, I'm sure there are several. It's got kind of a jagged coastline. It's got a large, large coastline. There are bays all over the place. What are you talking yeah, about? I just, I just never known Brazil as being famous for their bays. Oh, I think well, Brazil is very famous for its bays. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they, like, it's not like the San Francisco Bay, you know, or Massachusetts Bay. But, like, I think there are technically a lot of bays that, you know, but, like, yeah. It's not... I get what you're saying, Jesse, but, like, they have a lot of bays, I'm sure. I yeah, fucking I'm just Googled Rio de Janeiro Bay, and it comes up with Guanabara Bay, the most famous bay in southeastern Brazil. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fucking so on famous, point here. So famous that you had to Google to know it existed. I, I was using shorthand. There's a fucking bay. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I don't know the names of all the specific fucking beaches in Rio. Yeah. I've seen Listen. pictures. There's a giant Christ pic- the Christ statue in the background. There's a fucking like a big round crescent beach with people like all over the place. It's clearly a bay. Listen, We're debating John, here's fucking what you- beaches here. here? We're debating beach features. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's what I want, John. I want you to fly down to Brazil, and I want you to document all the bays you see. <laughs> and- I gladly. God damn it. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a summer vacation. Mm. Just fucking yeah, because it would be winter down there. 
<laughs> but, man. Jeez. I, you know, I didn't realize I was going to get pushback on mention in a bay. Should I, said, should I have said harbor, Jesse? Would you have to fucking push back on there being a harbor? Well, I mean, it's just the way you said it as if that was, like, its main feature. Like, like when you say the bay in reference to Brazil, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that one. I'm sorry. Like, I, sh- you know, I should have mentioned the Rio de Janeiro and the beach on the bay. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it's a known and thing. That's, that's well, I think pictures. that's the problem. You know what you're talking about, but other people don't. Well, so that bay that John is talking about is what people think of when they think of Rio. Like, it's the coastline it's of Rio. It's the fucking like, thing it is. in Rio. Like, it's the fucking <laughs> bay. Like, I, yeah. It's... It is oh. the beach in Rio. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, guys. But, you know, it's a fucking Bay Beach. Like, uh, yeah. Ugh. Sorry, man. I mean, I'm, you know, don't mean to be a fucking, I don't know, just geography guy that speaks too familiarly. But, like, I don't know, it's, it's clearly a bay. Excuse me. Gee. I'm, no, Game no. You're- four. <laughs>
right, gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> so this game uh, was released as the first title of Xbox's Play Anywhere program, uh, which let you uh, play this game on both Windows and on Xbox One, no matter which platform you purchase it for. guys let's see some answers let's see oh uh johnny or john or david has said minecraft john has drawn a a dick that i think is shaped like a bay and um johnny with the correct answer recore This is uh, ReCore, uh, originally for the Xbox One. Um, this game was made by uh, Keiji Inafune and uh, the people who made the Metroid Prime games. Um, so there's a little bit of a pedigree behind it. Um, and there was a definitive version that came out a couple years back. Um, that kind of cleaned up a lot of like complaints and bugs for this game 
and I've been playing it on Game Pass, and it is pretty freaking cool. I I, I feel like it's like a, a almost like a hidden gem almost at this point because um, it's really neat. You play this lady, uh, Jewel, and um, like you're on this planet because uh, Earth had this strange virus in 2020 and uh (laughs) which now that i'm like oh fuck (laughs) this game's too real um but it like wiped a bunch of people out and and so we decided to send a bunch of people to this other planet and everyone's like in sleeper ships except for the people that are going to go down and terraform the planet and um some things have gone wrong and so you're down on the planet trying to figure out what's happening um, and you've got this robot dog that, uh, is really cool. Um, and you can like change how he looks and give him different stats and stuff. And, uh, he can fight other stuff and he can also, um, let's see, he can dig up treasure or, or other robots and stuff. Uh, you get this cool, like spider looking robot guy who can like launch missiles and you can climb up walls and stuff with them. Um, you eventually get like a big gorilla looking robot that like smashes stuff and, um, you Mm. get two others. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far, but, um, you're fighting these robots and at one point before you kill them, you can like launch this like cable into them. And like yank out this like big orb, which is is like this little like mini game, um, but it's really neat looking. Like you just ripping the cores out of these robots and stuff, and um, it's a it's a neat game. The combat is cool. Like uh, all the all the robots are like color coded, and so like eventually you get upgrades for your rifle to um, shoot that color energy. So like if you see a red enemy, you shoot red at it and blue enemy blew at it and stuff and um there's all sorts of different kinds of enemies but uh it's it's so a it's, really neat game so it's kind of got like an ikaruga thing where you can you have to a like f- shoot certain enemies with certain a little bit it's a you know cool. it's a it's a, th- a third person uh like um shooty uh platformy game um one cool thing that i like about it because sometimes 3D platformers can be a little iffy on the jumping. Um, but this one, whenever you're jumping or using your jetpack, whatever is underneath you gets like a little targeting rectangle, so you know what exactly you will land on if you fall. Um, that is very helpful. Yeah, so that that's a nice little thing. Um, but yeah, it, it almost seems like it does remind me a little bit of like Mega Man Legends. Because, like, you know, it's a third-person shooting game. You're going into these, like, dungeons and fighting these robots and, and like, getting, like, you know, crystal fragments and stuff. Um, it's a pretty neat game. Um, and I'm sorry, I just want to back up a second. You said when you're jumping or using your jetpack. Yeah, yeah. You, you have get a jetpack? Jet yeah, you have a jetpack. Um, All right. Already sold. They, um, or it might even be rocket boots. Which is even better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you can like uh, dash with them or or do like your double jump and then use that to like get, you know, further. And some of the platform, there's a lot of uh, platforming in it. And uh, it can be pretty tricky. Um, but 
if you're into like good 3D platformers, I think the jumping is good. Uh, there are some areas that have these like cool little like energy hoops that you go through, and it like recharges your double jump, so you can get like like a quad jump going and uh, have your boost one more time. Um, so, uh, in, like you'll see it like in the um, the platform challenges and stuff. It's, it's neat. Oh, weird. I but, um, so I I just actually started looking up this game and for some reason the way you were describing it i was picturing like a very dystopian cyberpunk like a very gray game but it's out it's like sand (laughs) yeah you're like out in the desert and everything is pretty colorful like damn this looks like a cool game it does look nice there's a lot of there's a lot of browns and yellows and uh um blues and reds and stuff so it is it is it is pretty cool like even though everything's all sand and rocks and broken machinery it does have a cool look to it um, like it's 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 definitely a neat game i feel like the people that made this were wanting to make something really cool and and like the original version had a lot of bugs but the definitive version fixed a lot of those bugs and i just think it was you know too too little too late or whatever but it's definitely a, a but a game people like I feel like this is like a David game like because uh, the platforming is like something I think you'd really enjoy with the, the jet boost and definitely stuff. looks like it but um and you get the cool robots you can customize and stuff and they do neat things I wish more games would do this play anywhere program kind of situation because like you know I bought um, Sonic Mania on PC years ago I would love to play it on the Switch if I want to play Sonic Mania on the Switch I gotta buy it again I'm not doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that whole Planeware program where where it, it sounds like you could have bought it on either. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Like it didn't matter what you bought it on. You just got if you bought an Xbox, you could just go play it on Windows, right? Pretty much, yeah. God damn, God, why is that not the standard? I should I just know. be able to buy a game once and just play it on all the platforms that it comes out on call today. It's it's smart. Um, you know. It's it's not the standard because capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like and does play anywhere support like syncing up your saves like so you could start the game on Xbox and then pick up where you left off on Windows? So a lot of games do have cloud saves. Like mm. I've bounced between uh playing a game on my computer and the Xbox, you know, just for you know, whatever reason, and if it has supports the cloud saves, and yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, here's your save from the Xbox. Cool. Um, yeah, that is nice. They're, yeah, they're, they, their whole thing lately has been pretty cool with the the X Cloud, the Play Anywhere, with the Game Pass and stuff. So they really want to just put their stuff in front of all screens if they can. Yeah, no, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Nobody wants to buy a game more than once, right? That's silly. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that should just be the standard now is is once I buy it on one thing, yeah. I should be able to just like link all my accounts up across all the services and just play the game on all my things that I own. Like, yeah. you know, as long as I'm not bypassing things where multiple people are playing at the same time and technically they should have bought their own copies or whatever, you know, then who cares? Like it's yeah, it's for fine. Sure. I bought it. Just let me play it on my shit. Yeah. Sorry, this has already been covered, but like Johnny, what do you? How would that affect, uh, you know, companies, uh, first-party games? 
that, you know, why would anybody, I don't know, develop games in-house if, uh, if you could just play them everywhere? Like, well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about games that do come, are gonna come out on multiple platforms anyways. Right. Like, yeah. Like like Nintendo, they're gonna put it on the on the Switch because they, they 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 put out games to drive the sales of the Switch, yeah. right? They're gonna put out their Mario games and all that. And you know, I get that. And like, am I stoked about that? Like, no, but like, I get it. But again, like Sega games, they're gonna come out on everything. Let me just buy my Sega games once and play them on all my consoles. Yeah, you should kind of just be buying the license from the developer and be able to access it on whatever console it's on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That would be nice. That would be Ugh. the dream. You know. You know. This game Recore is published by Microsoft, though, right? Yeah. 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 So they they get that benefit if they own two platforms, right. you know, that you yeah. can play it on. But and it's only, yeah. So well, I, I'm and, sorry that I had to walk away. So Jesse, can you play this on other things? Yeah, you can play it on your computer. Oh okay, yeah. Um, you but can not, play it on. I didn't miss like a Switch phone. release for Recore. <laughs> no, no. Anything okay. with Game Pass, you can play it. So you could play it on your phone or, you know, your Xbox. Or, right. So. That's cool. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. I uh, I thought for, you know, sorry that I missed that, that part of the conversation. I thought that Recore had come out on more than, like, you know, Xbox plus computers and stuff. I, you know, I was like, damn, did they make a PlayStation or, like, a... Switch release of this because like I would gladly pl you know play that game. It, it looked super cool, but uh, they are about to put some uh, first party Xbox games over on PlayStation soon. Yeah, so. apparently it pissed off some Xbox owners out there. Which you yeah, know, those people fuck are you, stupid. Sorry. You know, like, like I think it's good to make games available to more people. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and I think you got to recognize that maybe Microsoft ain't winning the console war anytime soon and needs to. <laughs> Put their games where people can play them and enjoy them <laughs> and you know maybe make some money on them like jeez louise you know like didn't didn't sony already put the their mlb game out for other systems well, like this isn't unheard of <laughs> that's because the mlb was like hey uh we would like to sell more uh games and you keeping it just on playstation isn't letting us do that right so we would really hate to break our a license with you, wink, wink. <laughs> that and makes Sony sense. Was like, so oh, they had, okay, you know, fine. PlayStation was having their arm twisted by MLB, but yeah, still, yeah, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with some of like, you know, obviously you hold back some exclusives. You want some reasons for people to buy the certain systems, but like, I don't see what the problem is with putting no. some of these games out for other things. Like, there's there's opportunities out there, so. I don't know. Guess what Console I'm saying is I'm, I'm disappointed that Recore is not out for other systems because I don't feel that I have a computer good enough to play it, and I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just want, yeah, you know, I want to play the fucking the game with the robot dog somewhere else, please. Or you could stream it on your phone or or the cloud on your computer. Again, I don't feel like my computer's good enough for that, and I you just need internet connection for cloud. I can't wrap my head around fucking. Uh, enjoying playing a game on a phone or like a tablet it's just not yeah. i'm not built that way i don't you know i've tried I've tried a couple not in a while i i you know maybe uh maybe it's gotten better but i don't know i need to maybe should maybe i should look back into that oh excuse you <laughs> um yeah because yeah I'd, I'd like to play some of these games that are microsoft developed and xbox you know uh exclusive so 
I should, uh, should see if my computer's capable of playing some of them, because I've just always played on consoles and had such shitty computers that I never thought I'd be able to play them, so I never looked into whether or not that's still true. <laughs> Maybe I should rip the core out of my computer and replace it with a better core that allows me to play video games on my computer. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And maybe my computer should be a dog. <laughs> you could Think do that. It. I would like my computer... Yeah, you know, I, I like my computer more than my dog right now. So maybe if I could combine the two, I could find uh, find the love for it. <laughs> Think about it. We'll look into that. Yeah, yeah. We should. Game Patreon goal. five.
So um, the sound effect on the opening title screen is different depending on if this game is played on a Nintendo DS or a Nintendo DS Lite. Johnny, do you have the hat trick sound cued? I do. <gasps> so Jesse says Astro Boy, sadly incorrect. Uh, Johnny says Mario Kart DS, and John Harrington says Mario Kart DS, baby! Uh, that is the correct answer. Mario Kart DS. What a game. 
Maybe you've heard of it. All right, Johnny, let's hit the calculating computer. <laughs> so uh, this came out on the DS. Yes, it did. Um, this was the first game that had um, online... Uh, wait. Because you could use the LAN... At- nah, fuck it. This is the first game with online. Um, it was the first game that you could play using the internet. <laughs> yes. And the Nintendo um, Wi-Fi connection. Which was crazy. Like, to play a handheld game on the internet with random strangers back in 2005? Like, that was a huge fucking deal. Um, Mm -hmm. I also did like that this had um, DS download play, so only one person needed a copy of the game to play with multiple people. But if you didn't have it, you were relegated to a shy guy, which I thought was cute and funny. Yep. That's pretty fun. Uh, do you remember that whole Ninten- that partnership Nintendo had with McDonald's, where you could take your Nintendo DS to any McDonald's and get free Wi-Fi? Yes, it never worked. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that being a whole thing, and just like trying to imagine just the idea of going to McDonald's just to play your Nintendo DS online with people. I mean, it's not a bad like, idea, because back then, like, you know, the dollar menu still existed, so you could go get, like, oh, a couple no. of, you know, McChickens and McDoubles and fucking, oh, man. like, kick and play mm. some Mario Kart DS. Like, in theory, it was a good idea. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, I tried to go to McDonald's recently. Big mistake. Uh, fucking, you know, uh, I was gonna order a McDouble. It was $4.19. and nineteen cents. I might as well go buy a cow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slaughter it and cook it myself, then fucking pay that price. That's outrageous. John, I don't um, know when the last time you bought a cow is, but it's uh, it's an investment. Yeah. But I guarantee I get more affordable beef <laughs> than Look. fucking $4.19 McDouble. Two slices of beef and a, one slice of cheese? One Come slice on. of cheese. Yeah. Fuck. You got to pay extra for that other slice, man. That's a different price. I remember so- being in a McDonald's drive through when the McDouble first came out. And so we had to go order the double cheeseburger Foolish. instead of being ninety nine cent. It was a buck oh nine, and the guy was like, "The fuck? Why did it go to a buck oh nine? Like I hear him, you know, yeah. behind him. You didn't order a McDouble, and stupid. Like, <laughs> oh, we got the McDouble now. That's only ninety nine cent. He's like, well, what's the difference? You know, it's like a slice of cheese. Like, that's yeah. a, fuck you. Ten cents for <laughs> a slice of cheese. <laughs> Um, I do want to shout out to the chat who was bringing up uh, something I forgot about this game. Um, This game had some controversy because of snaking. Um, The way that drifting in this game, it wasn't time-based. Like, you could very rapidly, if you were good enough at waggling the D-pad, you could very quickly generate turbo boosts. So people learned how to go left, right, left, right, and basically just boost throughout the entire course. Yeah. I only encountered that online a couple of times, but it was alarming to see. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. Why is this happening right now? Like, how the how hell is he that ahead? far ahead? Like, <laughs> yeah, this, there's something going on here. Something, something untoward is taking place in Mario Kart DS, and I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was but a this, bit of a problem. <laughs> I really love this game, and. Uh, this game has some of the best Mario Kart tracks, 
at least in my opinion, because this game added Luigi's Mansion, TikTok Clock, um, Shroom Ridge was simple but fun, Airship Fortress, Delfino Square. Like this game, not every track is perfect. Yoshi Falls sucks, but like hey. when the game, <sighs> I'm sorry. What's the beef with Yoshi Falls? It's a fucking, it's a, it's like a mushroom cup track. What's the problem? It's, it's just a single loop. It's just, it's a very dull track to me. David, you've, you've played the mushroom cup before, right? Yeah, I know. It's just one of the earlier, simpler tracks and whatnot, yes. but still, I just. David, eh. I wouldn't say it was one of the earlier. I would say the whole mushroom cup is the earliest simplest tracks no yes. i'm talking about yoshi falls specifically oh i see um but yeah the the track design in this game when it was good it was really fucking good um and i enjoyed the booster course pass in mario kart 8 deluxe and i was glad to see new characters like pauline and kamek and pd piranha and whatnot but I am very sad that they didn't bring back Rob, who was playable in Mario Kart DS and has never been playable again in a Mario Kart game. And that's bullshit because he is such hmm. a weird inclusion that it's awesome. Hmm. I didn't realize he never came back. That's too bad. Nope. Huh. I guess I didn't hmm. care. Um, but like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's weird. I just, it's like, you know, Mario wow. Kart 8's, Mario Kart 8's roster is so stacked uh, that like, I guess I didn't notice that Rob never came back. I figured everybody was here. I figured it was almost the Smash Ultimate of Mario Kart at this point. Is has anybody else never come back, David? Do you know? Um, Besides Donkey Kong Jr. Um, honestly, I don't think so. Cause, oh no, um, Paratrooper from Double Dash. I don't think he's mm. ever come back. Yeah, but like King Koopa, Boo Koopa has, Troopers. Funky Kong has. Yeah. Hmm. Donkey Kong Jr. I said that already. Oh, yeah. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I thought it was so cool to see Rob in the game. Um, he had like a custom animation where he would spin around. Um, one of his carts was based on Stack Up, which I thought was hilarious. And it was just an oddball inclusion. I, th I think possibly the first robot in a Mario game. Well, well playable robot, right? Because um, there were Mecha Koopas in Super Mario World. I know that off the top of my head. Well, yeah, but those um, were just like wind-ups. They weren't like sentient. Are robots sentient? Yes. What about Mario? They have artificial intelligence. <laughs> Do you have to have sentience to be a robot? I guess is what I'm really asking. No. I don't feel like getting into the philosophics. Okay. I, I feel, yeah, Magic Koopas like are robots. Toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Mecha, well, Mecha Koopas, not Ma Magic Koopas, there's magical guys. Mecha Koopas are definitely robots for sure. Oh, did I say Magic Koopa? I meant Mecha Koopa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This game's great. It's got a fun DS soundtrack, and it's got some of the best tracks in Mario Kart, in my opinion. And it's, it's very good. to play as a robot. Yeah. Does anybody else have fond memories of Mario Kart DS, or are, are we getting ready for bed? 
You know, I, you know, why you gotta be so dismissive? We all love Mario Kart DS, except Johnny. Um, I think we all played the hell out of it. Like, it gets, I mean, man, that initial novelty of a fucking, you know, an online Mario Kart game uh, only could be improved by making it playable on, like, a, a TV screen. That, you know, it, it sure motivated me to get Wi-Fi in my fucking apartment in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Had to get uh, that dongle. Yeah. I wasn't going to fucking McDonald's, baby. I was going to fucking, you know, we were going to have Wi-Fi. And we had to make sure it was placed in a location that it serviced as many bedrooms as possible. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know what those guys were doing in their bedrooms, but I was playing Mario Kart DS. (laughs) 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 I don't want to know what those other guys were doing in their bedrooms. (laughs) The important thing was the DS. (laughs) I did love that, uh, like you mentioned to David, that um, you just needed one cartridge for you and your friends to play as long as you had DSs. and yeah, you had to be, you were stuck as the shy guy, but you still got to fucking play Mario Kart with your friends. And I feel like that was a cool inclusion to make it easier to, you know. And I mean, play with to your be friends. clear, I'm not downplaying playing as the shy guy. Playing as shy guy is awesome, but I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, can I yeah. be Luigi? No, you're just a random masked character. And that's what you get for not buying the game. Yeah. 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 So, David, are you know, the, have all the tracks from Mario Kart DS been remade yet in other Mario Kart games? Do you know that offhand? Like, have they updated every single one of these for like Mario Kart Seven or fucking you know Eight Deluxe? They Is there anything have not. outstanding that needs to come back? Airship Fortress. Oh, really? Huh? Why didn't that come back? I don't know, and I'm sad because I wanted that original ones. Like you know, really cool and original kind of game or uh, level. Wait, did that not come back in seven? Airship Fortress. Oh wait, no, I think it did come back in seven. Mm. You're right. Jeez. Uh, the Luigi's Mansion track, I don't think came back. Hmm. But I mean, like, Wario Stadium did, Shroom Ridge did, um, Desert Hills did. Peach Gardens came back recently. Oh, yeah. I forgot Peach Gardens. Peach Gardens is a fucking amazing track. Um, I always did like Desert Hills because you had the angry sun from Mario 3 in the background, and he would shake. And in the second and third lap, he would summon the, like, fire snakes from Mario 3, so it was, like, added hazards as you played. Mm. Um... God, yeah, it's it's got some good tracks. It's yeah. such, yeah, it has such good tracks. You know, Yoshi Falls came back in another game, David. Did you know that? I did. I uh, came back yeah. in Mario Kart Wii, as I recall. Mm-hmm. You know the one track that actually hasn't come out, uh, come back. The the only track more basic than Yoshi Falls. Oh, the Figure Eight Circuit. How on earth did they make it through to the final product with that first draft ass name? How is it that everything in Mario Kart gets a cute, like, Mario-themed name or something, you know, like, you know, I don't know, cute or repetitive, like Cheap Cheap Beach or Moo Moo Farm, and somehow they let a track called Figure Eight Circuit make it into the game? How did that happen, David? You know, I think that was the day at the Nintendo offices that I got a cold and had to take a sick day. 
Right. Literally, all they had to do was fucking slap any character's name on it. You know, call it fucking Donkey Kong Circuit or, you know, like, it, it's so simple. They call it Baby Circuit. You know, Baby Mario Circuit. Done. Not to be confused they with Baby Park. They could have called it Figure 8-Bit Circuit and then added, like, a big 8-Bit Mario sprite somewhere. See? Easy money. But no. <laughs> Instead, you got the Figure 8 Circuit. Guess what shape the track is? Um, <laughs> Square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. Turns out it's actually just a giant oval like Yoshi Falls. It's um, the outline of Kulex from Super Mario RPG. See? <laughs> God. That's what they fucking should do. You know, David, last thing. Name a Mario character that should get the Yoshi circuit treatment and you race on the outline of the character. <laughs> I mean... I for David, but Kulex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, on the one hand, I want to go something complex. On the other hand, I don't think it would be super complicated, but I think it would be badass for a chain chomp track where you have kind of like a square (laughs) starting starting area and then like a wavy big road up to a circle and then a wavy road down hmm interesting jesse the track could constantly change between laps right yeah that's what the the track would be chomping does and then the chain would extend and then unextend (laughs) yeah it could be a morphing track jesse what do you think give me give me a mario character's outline that you would like to drive a car on uh, King Boo. That's a good one. Nice wide like, turns, couple little jagged crowns. Yeah, then the zigzag for the mm. crown. That'd be yeah. Cool. And if like you're on one yeah, part the- of the track, it's looking at you and has its yeah. mouth open. If you're on the other part, it closes its eyes. Oh, that'd be was, so neat. I was gonna say the question with a King Boo track is: Do you have just one big curve straightaway, or do you go down his tongue that's sticking out his mouth? Hmm. Maybe it changes every other lap. I feel like, yeah, this needs to be one of those uh, tracks that's a little dynamic. You know, th- that's one thing they need to do to spice up the Mario Kart series, is add some some morphing to the tracks and kind of the Sonic and All-Stars racing vibe. Like, you know, uh. the front runner of the race should get to see cool shit happen, and the, the each lap should be a little different. Um, or in some cases, dramatically different, uh, as it ha- happens in Sonic and All-Stars Racing. Um, Guys, quick dumb question. Speaking of tracks with curves, is Bowsette actually like a Mario character? Or is that something the internet just made up and got horny over? Because I, I would like a Bowsette track, but only if it's if Bowsette's actually a thing. I've only seen Bowsette in terms of, you know, horny drawings. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, you are too pure for this world. I Listen love you so to much. your heart, Johnny. What do you think? <laughs> do you think Bowsette's real? Because if you believe it's real... Then it just might be. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Bowsette's real. I think... Uh, <laughs> Bowsette can't hurt you, Johnny. <laughs> Is Bowsette in the room with you right now? <laughs> I don't think Johnny expects Bowsette to hurt him. I think he's got Maybe other he touch you. Oh, no. I think he yeah. does. Yeah. Put a fucking little... Uh, yeah. Man. Uh, so, a Bowsette track would be pretty good. That would be... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... God, what a what a horny meme that was. Um, man, 
I was trying to think of something more clever than that, but no, now I'm only thinking of that as Bowsette. I can't think of any Mario Kart tracks anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's how they make your cannon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make, make her track. Make her track of Mario Kart. Oh, God, yeah. You Google Bowsette, and, you know, they're really trying to get you to click on that first link, the Mario Kart track, not any of the other links. <laughs> like, Nintendo's really trying to astroturf Bowsette into being a Mario Kart track. <laughs> Oh, God. Sexy, sexy track. <laughs> yeah. And it could change on every lap, depending on who's wearing the crown. Think yeah. about it. Think about it, David. Oh, I know I you're am. thinking about it right now. I'm trying not to be... Well, yeah. I suppose I could. I am sitting down. Right. <laughs> I could be masturbating right now. Nobody would ever know. <laughs> David oh. just realized this. This many episodes into the show. We've never seen his torso. Or like yeah, below the three. Legs. This many episodes. We're only on episode three. I know. And t- you know you're very slow on the uptake, David. You could have been masturbating for weeks. <laughs> At least two. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boots. Scoring complete. This game's winner is John Regan. How? I scored three points, and uh, John, you got two. Everyone's got one. Good job, Johnny. Way to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got Mario Kart. I got <laughs> Recoil. Re- I got Recore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that adds up. Re- Mario Kart adds up. I forgot yeah. that we don't just Let's always do dusty finishes for Johnny. I forgot that uh, Johnny sometimes just wins the fucking show. Yeah. yeah. My my goodness. What a what it a show happen. we've got. Johnny, great job, man. Congrats. Thank you. So, uh it's that part of the show where we think about what's coming next. What do you uh, what are you thinking about for an upcoming episode of Game That Tune? Well, next time we tape, it's going to be February 28th. And this year is a leap year, meaning we have an extra day in February. So I was thinking we celebrate leap year, leap day. With 29 games. games. <laughs> no, <laughs> games with a little extra. You know, like we get that little extra day. Maybe games with a little extra. Like maybe there's a little extra DLC you can buy or a little extra little extra area you can unlock. You know, games with a little extra. And you can define that however you want. But, but right. my theme what is the fuck? games... <laughs> Games with, quote, a little extra. Like New Game Plus? Yeah, like some kind of cool unlockable, some kind of cool DLC, some kind of... Standard GTT rules, if you can justify it, you you get to do it. Games with Bowsette as a track? Guys, we really need to discuss the possibility of doing dusty finishes anytime Johnny wins the show. Like it just, yeah. You know, goddamn. So, Johnny, is your suggestion games that are a little extra or games with a little extra? Yes. Mm. Oh wow, David. Interesting, Johnny. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say it on air, and then it was like, "No, nah, I better not." Interesting, interesting lack of a theme you've chosen for next week's episode. <laughs> um, but we must abide by it, for you are the winner. Um, so there you have it. 
fucking we'll see what that means in a couple of weeks <laughs> Jeez, louise okay well um cool so games uh a little extra on the next yeah, game games then too. with a little extra whatever that means whatever that fucking means oh <laughs> uh, man um well cool then uh great great job johnny great game great show and uh you know great game and show to everybody who's watching live with us thank you guys watching live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern twitch.tv slash game that tune we love seeing you guys chatting with us uh hanging out having a great time with us uh love the live viewers Thank you, everybody, checking us out in podcast form. Podcasts come out Tuesday mornings, GameThatTune.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff that you do to podcasts. Uh, do it for us, because we love you guys listening there, and appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. You know, Patreon.com slash GameThatTune has our awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got Covered Up. We've got... Movie commentaries, all kinds of stuff that we haven't been making lately, but we're going to get back in the swing of things eventually. And uh, more importantly, keep the lights on with our 24-7 video game music live stream, gttradio.com. We love you guys supporting us there on Patreon. Uh, special thanks, of course, to our absurd fans on Patreon. Talking about Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Bond, and The Kerrigan. A fantastic group of supporters that we've got. Um... David took the request this week. David, who was the request from? Remind us. Uh, the request came from our Discord from Binzy Boy. Yes, Discord. Great place to make a request. Binzy Boy, great request. Thank you for that. Go to uh, go to Discord. Join us. Chat along with us. Hang out. We got a nice little group uh, going there. It's uh, it's a good little crew we got in the Game That Tune Discord. And it's a great place to make requests. You can also check out GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media site. Um... That's pretty much uh, you know, the only two ways that I would like to get a request. I don't want to receive them any other ways. Um, <laughs> and yeah, be sure to join us at gttradio.com because we've got 24-7 video game music streaming on the internet and we love uh, listening with you guys, chatting along with you guys. Great group there. And that's gonna do it. So I dread to say these words but johnny has won the episode officially so we've got johnny's bonus tunes closing us out so tell us uh, tell us what you're taking us home with there johnny yeah so this is a remix by somebody on youtube named uh miles d great uh this is a sega genesis remix of sky sanctuary act one from sonic generations so it's the sega genesis original remix into sonic generations I guess D-Mix back down to Sega Genesis. It's right. pretty cool. I didn't catch any of that, but it sounds great, Johnny. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>
just one sec. Almost had those copyrights ready. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> Tekken 8 is copyright 2024 Namco Bandai Incorporated. Robots is copyright 2005 Gryptonite Games and Vivendi Universal Games. Zillion is copyright 1987 Sega Games Company Limited. ReCore is copyright 2016 Armature Studio LLC, Level 5 Comcept, and Microsoft Studios. Mario Kart DS is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Do you think if you were a robot and you got pulled over that there was a high chance you'd get shot? I mean, I, only, only if while you were pulled over an acorn fell on the roof of the car and the, uh, you know, the cops opened fire on you. Otherwise, you know, the cops know not to fuck with robots. Um, robots, they're, uh, dangerous. Uh, gotta, gotta watch out, man. But that's the thing Why? about robots. They also have the... Watch out for robots. Well, because you never know if they're going to stop following the laws of robotics. I mean, like, you know, you pull oh, over a robot. It was already, oh, so it was already violating one of the laws of robotics. Laws. Yes, the robots have... <laughs> if the robot was speeding... laws for the robots. If the robot's speeding, it's Johnny already game a dangerous <laughs> robot. What happens if a cop pulls over a robot, but it's one of those... Um, bomb disarming robots it's actually a cop off duty mm -hmm. <laughs> you're drunk bomb disposal robot i'm gonna let you off tonight i'm gonna drive you home <laughs> yeah what happens if a cop pulls over well he'd be good at diffusing the, the situation oh. but, <laughs> but then they call the radar gun to testify in court and the radar gun won't testify against the, uh, the robot because they're like you know related is a radar gun you know a what robot? Is what I'm asking. They say snitches get glitches. <laughs> they have said that before. Yes. Nope. You, you can't give yourself the sound. <laughs> oh, I did it. I yeah. heard it in my head. Nope. I saw the arms. I know the. I know the sound. Welcome to Gain That Tune. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we're back in the house once again. It's your boy, Cyberdyne Systems Model T800, John Harrington, and I got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And What, uh, what robot model am I? Uh, man, that's for you to decide, Johnny. Tell Remember? us what robot model you are. Can I be the T1000? <laughs> you think? Hmm. <laughs> Johnny, I, I don't want to do any more show. I want to unpack how you think you're the T-1000 real quick. <laughs> um, well, I turn into goop all the time and make my way through things. So, you know, that, that's a part of it. It's John Regan, a.k.a. Cold Goop. Say hey. <laughs> hey. All right. Who else is here? Um, IG-88, Jesse Moore. Yes. And finally... DWN017 David Fleming. Ah, okay. Yeah, David, man. Fantastic. 
Um, I was trying to look up the number for a robot master I really liked, but the first one that came up was Needleman, so apparently I'm Needleman tonight. Uh, David, they call you that because you've gotten so much Botox, and we support you on that. And Needleman is also everyone's favorite robot master, so own it, baby. Um, Fantastic. Uh, It's Game That Tune, back in the house. Bunch of robots hanging out, goofing off, listening to video game tunes. Trying to guess each other's games based on the songs. Maybe a little bit of trivia. Uh, the winner picks the theme for the next episode. So, David, tell us what's going on tonight. Uh, the theme is games with robots. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we always have to do this. How, what, you know, what is a robot? How is robot formed? <laughs> How cyborg get... <laughs> yeah. Could I be robot... <laughs> I don't I don't think so for some reason I feel like Johnny is Robord <laughs> I feel yeah, like that's that a really funny name that <laughs> if we're gonna write a, like a movie or a video game featuring a robot we should just name the robot Robord <laughs> I don't know that just tickles me just right so we got the you know we got something strong there so yeah um, Robords uh, what are they David um, they are autonomous machine life. Mm-hmm. Does does robot stand for something? <clears throat> Is it an acronym? I think, I think the first R stands for robotics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's not like laser. I know this, but I, I can't remember it, so I'm going to have to look it up. It's, oh, okay. it's actually from a play... Um, really? And orange breasts or tits? That's the one I was thinking of from the uh, the play about the woman with the really orange breasts or tits. It was um, in the play um, R-U-R, which is an acronym, um, but it comes from the Czech word robota, which means labor, because robots were designed to be like mechanized labor. Hmm. Interesting. So slaves? So, basically, yeah. Hmm. So, man... Not sure I like this topic anymore. Nah, yeah. I, I'm really glad that that play had that song that everybody loved, that Natu Natu. So, um, that's uh, it's good stuff, man. Robots, uh, you mean, know what they, they are. They started as, like, mechanized labor, but they have since gone on to inspire many different things, and I'm sure we'll see some of those awesome video games tonight. So Yes. I mean, robots are all over video games, because I think a lot of people feel like it's okay to kill robots more so than mm. it is to kill like human beings or live things. You know, a lot of games have robots. You know, it's a it's the kind of thing that makes a difference between a game being rated teen or rated M. So you know, robots turn up. It's an important thing to have a robot. It's a it's a way to be violent without being you know I don't know weird violent. Um, but yeah, so uh, robots. It's gonna be a good show. Um, I don't have a toss-up for this week. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, I'm not sharing what's going on in my personal life behind the scenes. I'm low on free time. So I think we should start with my game in case I need to abruptly leave this episode. (laughs) Alright, sounds good. Game one.
right, guys. So, this is the very first game in the mainline series to launch on consoles without an arcade port and is currently the only mainline game in the series to not have an arcade port. guys who's feeling fantastic i am for sure good you should (laughs) let's wow johnny johnny says mega man he's not right jesse and david both have the correct answer this is tekken 8 man johnny what did you think that was a specific Mega Man? Do you want to you know like elaborate the first on that a one? Bit? Yeah, the classic NES Mega Man sounded like Bomb Man to me. That last song, yeah, yeah exactly. It says Guts yeah. Man, Luck Man, Bomb Man. Mm-hmm. All right, Johnny, real quick, which of the original six Mega Man Robot Masters would you like to see as DLC in Tekken Eight? Who probably? Oh God, this is possible. Toss- Furry between Luck Man or Guts Man. Mm, like, um, I mean, Guts Man's the one that makes the most sense. He's the one that most seems like a fighting robot, but yeah, you know, I feel like also Cut Man would fuck everything up pretty well. Cut Man be good. I want a Luck Man just because I want a sweet Tekken 8 remix of his theme because I love his theme very much. So yes, that's that's my main reason for picking a Luck I mean, Man to be 100 percent honest. That's I mean that's the reason to pick any Mega Man robot for a Tekken 8 <laughs> thing is for a fucking maximalist techno remix of their song. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ, the Tekken sound. I mm. love it. Um, man, just fucking... I don't know if you know this about, uh, about you know, that music in Tekken. Kind of pumps you up. Kind of, you know, it, it's kind of fighting game music. This, uh, this Tekken music. Um, real, real hey, yeah, good Yeah, it does kind of seem very fighting gamey. It, it, energetic. Frenetic. Weird. Uh, a lot of times with a really great bass line and a fantastic, you know, electronic beat. 
really makes you want to fucking do some like rhythmic fighting game moves or just kind of soak up a vibe. You know, it's a, it's kind of music that really sounds like you're fighting in some sort of near distant or near future, uh, you know, airplane hangar or I don't know, fucking like a fighting arena with fireworks and crazy shit going on. Or, uh, I, I didn't play the song from one of the stages in this game that stands out. You know, I love Tekken for their weird standout stages, like the one that takes place atop of a mountain near Machu Picchu with llamas roaming the stage. Uh, <laughs> like, no, what, what, what this music is for me is I'm imagining myself at like a dark arcade and you hear this music coming from some part of it and you're like, I need to go yeah, to there. Exactly, yeah. Where's, where's that? Yeah. You know, and then you see like a laser show going on too and you're like, okay, <laughs> hold on. This, you know, <laughs> I gotta be here. <laughs> and then you get back there and there's just a woman screaming, Tekken! And, In uh, that yeah, exact you, voice. <laughs> I mean, I can't do that voice justice. I, I, well, you that, know. That, that, that's how they would react because there was no arcade release of this game. So you see it in the arcade, you're like, oh my god! What's this doing here? <laughs> New Challenger! <laughs> um, yeah, man. That's, uh, that's a good call. That's how people would react when the arcade version comes out. Um, man. I don't know if you guys followed the uh, the build-up to this game, but uh, one of my disappointments early on with this game is that the announcer they hired for the trailers for the, the game is not in the game at all. They hired this Japanese MMA announcer to announce all the characters' names for the, like as they you know revealed the characters, and that announcer appears nowhere in the actual game. I was super disappointed. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you guys... You, are you familiar with the person I'm talking about? Did you see any of these Tekken videos? I saw I a couple not. of them. I feel okay. like I've seen a few, but I'm trying to think, and I I can't think of the announcer voice. All right, I, I won't you know show the video, but I'll play the I'll play the sound. Let me know this is coming through. Give me a thumbs up. And it goes on like that. <laughs> Incredible. That's but awesome. that, That's not the voice from the game, though. Nope, not not in the game oh. at all. Just you know, really great Bummer. trailer voice. <laughs> Man, that's uh, very I, unfortunate. I was looking also into buying the buying a cameo from that person, and uh, she thinks very highly of herself. Oh, it's a very expensive cameo. <laughs> so, damn. Maybe someday we'll get uh, the Tekken 8 announcer. Maybe an August absurdity thing. Um, yeah, but I think it's like. I think it's $250 and she'll only shout out one of us. So it'd be like a thousand bucks to get an announcer voice for Jesus all four of us. Christ. Tell, she, she thinks very highly of herself. She must be a famous announcer, like very famous in Japan. Um, but anyway, say, does she need to announce <laughs> all of us? Can she just announce Game That Tune? Because that'd be worth it. See, but I want to hear your name said by her. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I don't even want to hear my own name, except she rolls her R's really well, so I feel like she'd really nail Harrington. Um, and Regan, quite frankly. Mm. 
Do you think she'd roll the R in more, Jesse? I feel like she would. More, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Nobody ever rolls that like that ending yeah, R sound. They should. Um, but yeah, so Tekken 8. Uh, been playing it a little bit. Fun game. Uh, sadly, no announcer voice, but a lot of uh, a lot of fun to be had in this game. A couple of robots in the game. Maybe you've heard of them. Jack. Uh, in this version, it's uh, Jack 8. Um, he's a big robot. I he's sure in, did. He's been Hang in every on. single second game. <laughs> is, is Jack Wait, an no, acronym? Yeah. I'm doing the math, and yeah, Jack 8. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I love that you know whoever like the people are that oversee things like the Wikipedia like you know roster updates. Jack has not technically been in every single Tekken game, because technically every single Tekken game has a new Jack character in it with a different number on. I'm like, oh fuck that! You fucking pedants! <laughs> yeah, fucking simplify this page. <laughs> Do they have uh, the same move set? Oh yeah. <laughs> It's the same fucking guy. No, David, there's a new number attached. It's, you know, it's Jack 8. Yeah, it's certainly not Jack 7. There's so many differences now. There's so much has changed. Sometimes I fucking hate the internet. Oh, sometimes? <laughs> um, but yeah. But this uh, Jack has a new hat. <laughs> he does. There are a lot of customization options in the game. So yes, you can do Jack with a new hat, which is important. Um, customization's fun. New hats are good. Uh, be a Jacks in it, and you know this is why I asked about you know robots versus say some other type of uh, mechanized thing like a cyborg because you know there's uh, there's a couple other things floating around this uh, this game. Uh, Brian Fury, Brian Fury's still in the game. Uh, he's definitely got a robot under his skin. Um, and he never you know, he never really talks. He just kind of cackles menacingly and you know kills things. And uh, then there's also a Lisa. Who, as far as I'm concerned, is a robot. I was going to say, isn't Elisa a robot? I don't know, man. She looks very human-like until her hands turn into chainsaws and her head falls off. Um, but, you know, up yeah, until I'm going to go ahead and call that a robot. <laughs> I guess she's a robot. I don't know. She she flies with, like, uh, you know, like flaming wings and her hands turn into chainsaws and her head falls off and explodes. I guess she's a robot and not really a human. I don't know. I'll, I'll need to run a few more tests. Check um, the wiki. Yeah, you know, like I think she'd probably pass a Turing test, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I like the robots. I like the other characters. I, I haven't played a whole lot of the new characters. There's a there's a sexy French man who's like an assassin guy with a gun. Uh, his voice is uh, done by Vincent Castle, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a like South American coffee influencer who I haven't really touched yet. She seems to be dancing a lot and mugging to the camera and doing influencer stuff. <laughs> uh, I nice. think I found my character. <laughs> I don't understand why she's here. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying Tekken's a serious game by any means, but it is just kind of odd, like, knowing what the story of the game is, where it's like, you know, the fate of the world's at stake. Kazi is going to blow up any country that loses the King of the Iron Fist tournament. It's like, why is that girl only talking about coffee? Like, yeah, why is she like trying to sell coffee to the camera when there's a, a devil with a giant laser about to destroy you know all of her country? I don't know. Um, you know what they say: live, laugh, coffee. That is exactly what they say. <laughs> I have at least one coffee I, mug that says exactly that. Um, I, I feel like that's a very Gen Z character in terms of like you know common thing 
you know the kids have today is their kind of overall attitude is like the world's fucked fuck it you know etc etc sure and so i feel like that i feel like that makes sense then like oh this is like a, a younger person who's grown up in a world where like oh my plant's already fucked so like fuck it let me make some money and sell some coffee while i'm in this tournament i guess so yeah, yeah. I, I would think that she maybe wouldn't enter a deadly martial arts tournament uh like <laughs> But, World's yeah. fuck it. She Yolo. wants to get some fucking TikTok views, John. She's doing the fucking Tekken TikTok challenge. Okay, now, but like. <laughs> the TikTok challenge? Won't her TikTok be negatively affected when she loses the King of the Iron Fist tournament and Kazuya blows up her country with a giant laser? Like, well, yeah, who but said that's she the was going to lose? Take. Yeah. Unless views she's a views, cringe there's... streamer. There's no such thing as a bad view, John. I suppose Beauty not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, she uh, she's interesting. I haven't played very much as her. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old. Uh, and then I'm trying to think of the other new characters. There's uh, there's another new uh, young woman named Reyna who uh, seems pretty cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird that it's like I, I get Tekken 8 and immediately start playing as all the characters I like from the previous seven Tekken games. Like, oh, brand new game. Better see how King's doing. Better see how Harong still handles. Oh, it's the same as always. Okay, that's cool. I'm good with these guys. I think I'll keep playing with them. Wait, no, I bought a new game. I should try the new, you know, I need to write it on my hand. Like, you know, try the new characters, John. Don't fucking just keep on playing as Harong and King and Steve. Even if they're the coolest characters, objectively, um, it's a uh, it's a fun game. Uh, I think you know. Obviously, it doesn't interest guys like John and David all that much because they don't own PlayStation Fives. But I feel like this game would be kind of right up you guys' alley. Not only because it's insane and absurd, uh, but because they've added new simplified controls that you can use to make the game more accessible to yourself. If you've ever felt like playing Tekken was daunting, and you might be mashing a few too many buttons, there's a new little simple control mode, and you can do easy special moves and juggle combos and activate your like heat and rage art and stuff more easily. It's uh, it's so intuitive. My son has been playing, and you know I'm not gonna say he can beat me, but it like there's a couple of times where it's like okay damn he caught me on a you know he caught me good he got me with a good fucking combo there that kid he's kind of figuring out the timing of the game and yeah you know, this uh, this new control system it's uh it's helping make the game pretty accessible because uh you know, I don't know how much Tekken you guys have played in the past but uh not not famous for being the most accessible fighting game and fighting games in general not famous for being the most accessible games period so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nice adding the add the new little controls. Um, I you have piqued my interest, but I have to ask: Is Julia in the game? No. All right, I'm not playing it. David, you know they also they brought back June Kazama for the first time in like five games. She disappeared after Tekken Two, and now she's back mysteriously. So there's June, no Julia. Yeah, she could be coming in an update. Um, she probably will be. Yeah, I'll just play Coffee Girl for now. Exactly. I, you know, I think you can get what you need out of the Coffee Girl, um, whose name fucking escapes me. Why is it? You know what the fuck? It's uh, Azusena. A uh, yeah. 
That's probably escapes me because I've never heard that name before. Um, yeah, the game is dope. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to play. There's a lot of uh, you know I haven't really cracked into the story mode even yet. I wanted to kind of you know play it when I had time to you know really focus on it. And in the last couple of weeks, I haven't really had time to focus on much. So I've been playing more of the arcade stuff and enjoying it. Haven't haven't really dipped into the online, but I've been messing around trying to customize characters. Uh, you know. Um, play a little of the there's like an arcade story mode not like character endings but like there's this it's basically a tutorial it's an extended tutorial for the game where you make a little anime avatar and go around to different Japanese arcades and fight people and earn money and stuff and it basically it's like you know hey while you're here why don't you try doing a, a heat combo I'm like hey that's a great idea I don't do that very often and then yeah, you know, supposedly by the end of it, you'll kind of know all the mechanics of the game and be good at the game. So, it's uh, it's a really fun, accessible fighting game with uh, you know a lot of charm, and I'm really looking forward to them supporting it because I've paid full fucking price for it, and they better support it in really good ways because the last game got tons of awesome DLC and you know kick-ass stuff, and this one, it's starting at a, a strong base, and I feel like it can only get better, and just you know. Maybe the answer is Mega Man characters. Maybe they should just do all the 8-bit robot masters from the original Mega Man 1, which again is not hmm. made by Namco, so I have no idea how or why they would do this. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no Capcom guest character in this game. There's no Akuma like there was in Tekken 7. But maybe it's time for it to be Tekken versus there's six original robot masters. There's a Capcom precedent, at least, so you got that. There was a relationship at one time, yes. You know, Capcom and Tekken were, you know, doing something at some point, uh, you know, several now, years like, ago. I'd like to ask a question. Mm. If you could, because Tekken has had Akuma, Geese Howard, um, the dude from The Walking Dead whose name escapes me. Negan. Um, Negan. Like, they've done some, didn't they have Noctis, too? They did. But yeah. So they've had some weird guest characters. Yep. If you could put anybody in, who do you want to see? Well, based on my recent gaming habits, and you know, I've been trying to focus on one game at a time, uh, you know, for the, you know, based on the Noctis precedent, I would like to see Clive from Final Fantasy 16 in the game. As little sense as that would make. Uh, you know, given that he's like a medieval Game of Thrones kind of character, and Noctis was like a more contemporary-based Final Fantasy character, uh, Clive would be pretty dope. Um, or going back to the game I played before that, Spider-Man. Uh, I would like to see Spider-Man in Tekken. That would be very cool. Or the game I played before that, Super Mario, specifically Super Mario Wonder, where Mario is fighting in a Tekken game and undergoing all kinds of insane wonder effects. And uh, that's how he manages to justify being in a Tekken game. Like, you know, like Mario gets a Wonder Seed and it turns him into like shredded Kazuya style Mario. And that's the basis for yes. him appearing in Tekken 8. That should happen, guys. <laughs> mm. Think about it. Just picture yeah, it. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> you're, you're dripping with anticipation of muscular Tekken Mario. <laughs> that's not the only I'm thing dripping I'm dripping with. with. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a game with a lot of potential. I you know I like the uh, I like the accessibility. I like how just you know kind of much casual fun I'm having with it right now. I'm looking forward to playing the story mode and maybe maybe dipping into the online mode a little bit. But uh, 
yeah, I'm really just uh, you know happy to be uh, happy to be enjoying it so much. It's a it's a really really fun entry. Soundtrack also as always you know fantastic, loaded with fucking super techno bangers. Um, maybe not quite as I don't know. I feel like awesome is like some of my some of the high points of the series. You know, I, I love Tekken Five. Tekken Seven had a pretty great soundtrack. Uh, Tekken Three is great. Like you know, nothing as immediately memorable as some of my favorites, but I feel like it's growing on me. Really, uh, really looking forward to playing more and enjoying more of the uh, you know just like I said, maximalist techno music in this game. Just uh, just a ton of fun. It's uh, it's totally my vibe. Fucking. Yeah, I'm always ready for the next battle. It's uh, it's a great time, and we should continue having a great time with the next game. Who should we go to next, John? Oh, uh, right, we didn't do the opening tip-off, so nobody's running the show. Huh? I don't care. <laughs> game two.
All right, guys. So in the movie, this uh, game is based on uh, Jay Leno voices a fire hydrant. See, uh, let's see your answers. I'm feeling pretty good. I was unsure until the trivia. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, David says 2001 A Space Odyssey, the game. That's pretty good. Jesse says Short Circuit 64, which I wish it was. I would love to see uh, Fisher Stevens playing Indian in. Fucking Why six, you gotta go there, Johnny? Game. Come on, man. <laughs> and then uh, John has the correct answer. This is robots. Oh, of course. The 2005 video game based on the 2005 film starring uh, Ewan Gregor and Robin Williams, Mel, Mel Brooks, Greg Kinnear. This cast is pretty stacked. Drew Carey. Um, Are they in the game? No. Well... You know, I don't know. Um, they were going to be, but they blew all the money on this fucking awesome soundtrack. <laughs> and they, they couldn't get the actors back. <laughs> yeah, uh, the soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be one of the classic examples of soundtrack like being way, way better than the game. And like way better than the game even deserves. Yeah, the game, not very good. Uh, I, you what? know, What? <laughs> I believe 
I, I want to like find uh, copies of both to just double check everything, but I'm pretty certain this is the Game Boy Advance or Nintendo DS version of the soundtrack. Um, there's another version for um, like PS2 GameCube that's done by Steve Duckworth. Uh, but the one Not I have interested. here is <laughs> the one I have is tagged Ian Stalker, and he did the handhelds version soundtrack, and quite good. Yeah, oh, it, they're all bangers. Ian Stalker's that dude, man. That guy fucking yeah, just makes bangers. Gonna act like we know mm. who we're talking about. Um, but no, I, yeah, we've. Uh, I'm aware of the works of Ian Stalker. Uh, he's not the kind of guy you know right off the top of your head, but like based on the robot soundtrack and uh, you know the couple other things you can look up that he's done, uh, the guy's got a got a bit of a got a bit of a good thing going. I'm trying to remember anything else he's done, so I don't sound like a complete fucking idiot right now. Uh, uh, nope, I have nothing. I'm actually googling. Didn't he throw out the first pitch of the World Series in 2011? I'm sure someone with a similar name did, but I cannot. I have no idea who you're talking about. You're thinking of Ian Holm, the actor that played Bilbo Baggins? What? You're thinking of Ian McKellen. He's Gandalf and Magneto. Okay. So not Proto. No, I was just trying to make something up for fun. This isn't a reference to anything. Okay, so it's just... <laughs> God damn it. We've reached a new level of Jesse. Yeah. yeah. Not that it sounds like anything. Just here's something that's not true. <laughs> I was like, you know, Ian Stocker, John Rocker, the racist Braves pitcher? Like... <laughs> What are we talking about here? Well, most stories are made up anyways. So, so, so Johnny, what are you doing in this game? No, the game's not important. The soundtrack yeah, is. is important. I say the, sound, the soundtrack's important and the cast is important of the movie. Like, fucking Mel Brooks is in this movie. Um, Stanley Tucci, you get the Tooch. Uh, Do you think any of them have played this game? <laughs> Ooh. I, you know, I bet... I bet Drew Carey did. I bet Drew Carey at some point was flying somewhere and decided to play his own, the game based on the movie he was in. You think so? Oh. Drew Carey striking no. this guy that plays video games? No, I think Drew Carey probably just... I feel like if Drew Carey travels, he's not playing video games. He's probably, I don't know, on the phone with people about things or something. It seemed, he seems like a busy guy. I was going to say, I don't want to speculate about what he does while he's flying between things, but he does seem like the kind of guy that stays busy and is an adult and has been an adult for quite some time and probably doesn't play Game Boy Advance games based on movies he was in. <laughs> you know, he was in the Royal Rumble one time. He was. Yeah. You know, he had, I don't know, as good of a showing as Pat McAfee recently had. Um, I would say better. He stayed. But no, much better because I like Drew Carey. Um, but uh, he, you know, he didn't exactly you know get anybody eliminated. Um, yeah, no, Drew Carey. He's he's too busy, man. He's he's funny. He's probably just you know neck deep in pussy and you know got, got that fuck you prices right money. He doesn't need to play robots. Well, yeah. the points don't matter anyways. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, stories are all made up, and the points don't matter. Um, man, 
yeah, no, this, uh, I mean, I feel like we, you know, I don't know. This game, I don't like this movie. I've, yeah, I, I've <laughs> no, attempt- nobody, nobody does. <laughs> I've attempted to watch this movie because my son, my son is now of the age where he'll like browse Disney Plus and choose something. He's like, "Daddy, what about this?" I'm like, "Son, I have to put my foot down. No, we're not watching that fucking movie. Like, no, <laughs> it's weird. It's ugly. You know, I'm not watching fucking 2005 robots. <laughs> like, there's just so many better, e- even better, shittily CGI animated movies." To watch than fucking robots. It's no, it's a no. Well, I'm sorry, so I, I just robots. completely lost myself at. So this game, I hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, you got hot takes on a 2005 Game Boy Advance movie tie-in game, David? I, I would love to hear them. This, the, the movie has Paul Giamatti, so you could watch this and pretend it's Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers. That's true. You know. <laughs> Like I feel like that part. I feel like that's that's why they stack these casts so much. So when a parent does have to watch it with their kid, they can at least be like, "Oh, hey, that's so and so's voice the whole time." At least have something, you know, there. Yeah. Um, still not a great movie. Not a great reason to watch a movie, but at least it's something. You know, for the, <laughs> you for the think parent that, to be like, "Oh, hey." You think that held true in two thousand five? You think they were stacking the cast with known commodities of, of actors? So that parents would have something to enjoy in this movie. That's what you think. Yeah, I think that's why they stack most casts of animated movies. Yeah. Okay. Just so the parents say, "Oh, hey, I know this voice. Oh, I know. Oh, hey, that sounds. Oh, that's fun. You know, it, it. And that's the level of fun it is. It's not a lot. It's not a high level of fun. It's just like, oh, hey, neat. I know this person. Right. <laughs> They hire all of these big, huge name actors so that parents can get three seconds of joy per voice. Yeah, basically. So, okay, so, again, it's 2005. You're producing a robots movie, and somebody is like, get me actors that parents will find appealing to hear and go, hey, it's that voice. And you land on Jim Broadbent... As Madame Gasket, Amanda Bynes, oh, no. Jennifer Coolidge, okay. Harlan Williams, well, Diane Weist. <laughs> well, okay, Diane Weist, I do feel like most... In, uh, man, 20 years ago? Hit oh, me I with your like Weist parents... takes, John. Tell me how parents <laughs> feel about Diane Weist. <laughs> you know, because she was a, a big star in like the Birdcage and like Practical Magic and things like that. That's all well before this movie. Like, if she was big, she, the parents would know her by then. Um, Diane Weist, yeah, a big star. Well, big-ish, you know. <laughs> Again, like, may may you recognize? Oh, wow, God, I, I I see your point here that like. Yeah, a lot of these are people that we kind of care about now, but back then maybe not as much. Like, like Paul Giamatti. When did um, oh god, when did that movie about wine come out that he was in? Sideways. Sideways. Yes. Yeah. Was that before or after this movie? Was he Uh, big yet? Just before this. Yeah. Okay. 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 So there's at least that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Jay Leno. You know, parents parents are gonna love Jay Leno in 2005. Um, yeah, he hadn't I'm fucked sure anybody over general. real bad yet. Yeah, it's funny they actually cast Conan O'Brien as a different fire hydrant, but then Jay Leno <laughs> showed up and said he could play him instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I stand no, I, with fire I don't want to debate star levels with you, but you know, I don't know, man. Just yeah, you know, th- this cast no. does not like r- you know ring out with like fucking bangers or like stunt casting to get people to be like, oh wow, it's Diane Weist. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you're right. This is 2023 stacked, not 2005 stacked. No, right? this like, is this this fucking movie's like 1989 stacked. This like you know. Diane Weist was not famous or popular in 2003. I'm, I'm hung up on Weist now, Johnny. You know, if this movie came out in the aftermath of Parenthood, then it's like, oh, wow, they got Diane Weist. In 2003, Weist wasn't fucking, you know, tickling people's ears and making me like, oh, wow, I remember Diane Weist. That's one of my favorite really, really, really subdued actresses. Like... No, it's it. I, I reject your idea that this is fucking full of like cameo voice appearances that entice parents. She was popping up on Law and Order at the time. She was she was pretty you know. Everyone uh-huh. was popping up on Law and Order at the time. <laughs> yeah, if if fucking J.K. Simmons was in this, you could say the same thing about him. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh. There's nothing to say about this game. The soundtrack's so good, and the game's so nothing. <laughs> like, it's yeah, the just... game is literally platformer, collect things. I just don't get it. End like, of game. That's it. How did they land on a banger fucking soundtrack like this? Like what you know, it's like you see those memes about like uh you know the GoldenEye pause music or fucking you know David Wise composing fucking. It's like you know, we need a song for a gorilla riding a fucking swordfish and he composes a transcendent piece of music. It's like <laughs> where are the ones about the robot soundtrack? Because like <laughs> this movie. Uh, you know, I don't know if this game predated the movie, but like, there's no way this movie warranted, uh, like, tie-in game with a soundtrack this good. Like, you know, the game is nothing, and the soundtrack somehow is superb electronic music on the Game Boy Advance. You know, one of the least excellent uh, platforms for excellent electronic music. Like, you know, why put this much effort into something that's only going to play on a Game Boy Advance? And Nintendo DS did come out on that as well. It doesn't sound much better. <laughs> it's just, it's a baffling fucking game. There's so many, so many strange things from all this bizarre stunt casting that you're insisting upon to this fucking fantastic soundtrack. And again, to the content of the movie where, you know, again, we don't need to watch this movie because yeah, all you need to know is contained in the off-putting sequence in which the young robot played by Ewan McGregor gets his puberty parts delivered to the house and his mom attaches his new penis. This movie is upsetting and off-putting. <laughs> like, I, you know, I can't even wrap my head around who greenlit this movie and then subsequently who greenlit this game and then somehow sent all the money to the fucking composer's office and, you know, ended up making this soundtrack. I, you know, it's a baffling, baffling set of things. Great songs. I feel... One of the best. mm, I feel like this is an example of a creative person who was stifled, who gets a job and decides, like, you know what? If this is going to be all I'm going to get, I'm going 1,000 fucking percent on it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's got to be it, man. He had that 20th Century Fox fuck you money, and he was just going to go all out. 
pull out all the stops and it's led to you know again all those fantastic things that ian stalker has done since then it was his blank check moment he cashed the check and it led to us knowing who he is he's a household name in the video game music community i literally can't google something else worthwhile <laughs> that this guy's done but i'm telling you the guy can make a fucking soundtrack as evidenced <laughs> by this game so yeah shout out to you ian uh Whatever it is that you do. Jesse, make up something else about Ian Stocker. So I once heard um, that uh, him and Jimmy Carter uh, once owned a racehorse together. And his name was like, um, what was it? Uh, Peanut Factory Jim. It was really cool. He, 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 was, he was an okay horse, um, but they had to, you know... Just uh, stud him out, and um, he did not. They didn't kill him or anything. They just let him live his life. He was a good horse. Word. He just, you know. Yeah, there you have it, man. If there's three things that Ian Stocker knows, it's ceremonial first pitches, horse cum, and <laughs> Game Boy Advance sound chips. This guy, you know, he's, he's fucking a true Renaissance he's, he's, man. He's just that guy. <laughs> Game Trivia for this game. Uh, this game's title is derived from the Czech word for late. Oh, wait, no shit. Hang on. That was the wrong tab. All right. So um, this 8-bit game 
was released as a tie-in for a So while y'all are writing your answers down, I do want to give a special thanks to Binzy Boy in our Discord who made this fan request. Ooh, that's a new name, Binzy Boy. Don't call attention to him. So, uh, let's see some answers. So, uh, Jesse says Gyromite 3 Dracula's Curse. Sadly incorrect. Um, John says... Ipopsimon Blade. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John Regan has the correct answer. This is Zillion. Yeah, I came close to stealing this fan request as my own game. Yeah, uh, I'm glad is, you didn't. Which is why I know it. Uh, the old Jade game in the chat says, like, I knew John would know it. I did not know. I only knew this because I looked it up today. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty uh, interesting game. Um, yeah, so apparently, um, we might have to game over this fan, because it's, it's coming to my attention that, um, they are, the enemies are not robots. However, in the description that I read of the game and in screenshots, they appeared to be robots. Um, also it was a fan request, so I trusted our fans oh, never man. making that mistake again. Well, also they they do blow up when you shoot them, so I feel like if they if they blow up, they're clearly not, you know, um, uh, flesh. Uh, uh, flesh, yeah, exactly. Like flesh usually doesn't explode. Usually, usually, but there's like a one in a zillion chance it'll happen. Mm. <laughs> 
I wish my pun game was as good as yours, Jesse's. Um, but yeah, this seems like a really cool game. Um, also, when the request was made, Jesse got very excited, so I was kind of hoping that you've played this. Um, briefly, I just remember, like, you were a robot-looking person, and, um, don't you, like, ride around on, like, a some kind of vehicle at first? I know so, it's, yeah. it's a very weird game. It's kind of Metroid-y, I believe. Yeah, um, apparently it's based on some anime where you're in the future and you're going to a planet that's the headquarters for some evil empire trying to take over the universe and all that. So you land and you explore, like, a side-scrolling surface, and then you can find, like, an elevator that takes you down where it turns into more of, more of like, a Metroid game where you're kind of exploring around the areas, um, and then you can go back up to the surface to find another elevator to lower and get to a new area. Um, and you have to basically shoot enemies uh, and collect different ID cards, um, and then once you get all five ID cards, you can initiate the planet self-destruct and blow the fuck out of this evil empire. Um... It just, it seems like a really cool game, and it seems like, yeah, it's kind of the Metroid for the Sega Master System. And I always enjoy learning about Sega Master System games, because um, the NES was so dominant, and I didn't have any idea about the Master System until much, much later, so every time I read about a Master System game, I feel like... A medieval European person hearing about animals on other continents, like, what? You say it is a spotted horse whose height is two-thirds its neck? Absurd! <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's an anime game where you land on another planet. I was talking about a giraffe. Yeah, he's talking about a giraffe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, was a bit, I'm not it's like, concerned yeah. about that. <laughs> Um, you land on an alien planet, uh, you explore the catacombs, and eventually you have to gain the self-destruct to destroy the whole planet. It's like, that sounds fucking awesome! I... Okay, I kind of don't like the whole destroying the whole planet part. That seems a little over the top. Like, I assume... Because planets are kind of big... There might be a part of the planet where, like, just some, like, people live, and they're just, like, hanging out and not being part mm. of the evil empire, and then you're like, fuck them, who cares? I mean, if the empire is looking to conquer the universe, I would presume they've already conquered their planet. And at some point, yeah. it's just, you know, things are too far gone. Like, I'm reading about the fucking TV series, and, you know, these, uh, these noses, the civilization, they come to Earth and start a fucking genocide to kill all humans in order to lay eggs all over the planet and reproduce uh, at, at some point you probably just got too many of these eggs you know probably you know the balance of humans versus eggs it's like eh fuck it blow the whole thing up like moving on uh, it's a it's a little nihilistic. I would think you would just kind of wipe the eggs out. You know, like you know, there's got to be like a like a lice shampoo you can rub all over the entire planet. But yeah, you know, instead they just decide to blow the entire planet up. It's uh, it's a little strange. I mean, it is an '80s anime, so it's probably very nihilistic. Right. Uh, also, I am reading about the the, t the TV series, you know, the anime, and uh, 
I like the uh, the translation, the, the smart translation they made in the uh, American version. They called the group that was chosen to wield the legendary weapons and fight back against the alien force the White Knights. But in the original anime, the task force was called the White Nuts. The White Nuts. And I'm like, uh, is that the literal translation? Like, uh, why is that what they're called? <laughs> you know. Is I feel it, like white nuts has uh, less um, problematic connotations to it than white knights. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least knights make sense in a battle context. <laughs> like, so, so so does nutting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. If, if yeah. you were in a fight and someone just nutted on you, like how would, it would you? That was thing. It would diffuse the situation and be like, okay, yeah. guys, what what were we fighting about? This guy. What are weird. we doing here? Yeah, hold on. What guys. is this about? Yeah, my bad. How did we get here? Somebody, give me a napkin. I am, I am really... Let's just you know leave his enemies. <laughs> I was a little curious about like the translation because in the American version, the the group that's fighting is called. D's Knights. So I looked to see what it was in Japan. D's Knights. Uh, the Knights of D's. Um, yeah, no, you know, the anime sounds fucking wild. Also, I'm reading about the uh, you know stuff that tied into the games. Uh, there was like a line of like zillion fucking guns, like uh, like light guns and things made. Uh, and apparently, in 2009, a Brazilian man used a zillion toy in a hostage situation and held a woman hostage for over 10 hours. So, Jesus. either the Brazilian police are stupid or those guns look way too realistic. <laughs> well, so, the guns served as the model for the Master System's uh, light phaser. Which is cool, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. thing. So, this. Uh, this, you know, game and anime uh, were very important to the Master System. And, you know, some poor and Brazilian man. It makes sense that somebody would do the stick-up with a fucking zillion gun in Brazil, of all places. He just had a Master System lying around. He cut the cord off the thing. Bada-bing, bada-boom. He's holding somebody hostage. Um, it makes sense. The Master System was very popular in Brazil, right? So, yeah. Yeah. They had life phases probably just laying around all over the place. Mm-hmm. In every fucking, one. in every, you know, Brazilian goodwill. There's just fucking Master System <laughs> phaser guns sitting around. And those, those phasers had a pretty good design to them. Yeah, they, no, they look rad. Cool. Oh, um, yeah, it was a great design. It was Zillion. <laughs> but I'm also reading about the sequel. There's uh, apparently a Zillion 2, the Triformation Cycle. David, did you happen to read about this in your travels uh, searching for this uh, Zillion music? In my travels to Brazil? Uh, yes, no, uh, on, you know, on your excursion to Brazil to learn about the the Master System culture and take in the uh, you know the Zillion music, uh, there I, is a sequel I, in which they ride fancy motorcycles that like transform into mechs, which I feel yep, like would have qualified for the theme. I did look this. I actually did look this up when I was thinking about stealing this game, and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like there's a sequel where you alternate between, or not really alternate, but like you start on a motorcycle and you, if you collect enough power-ups, it turns into a mech. Dope. Um, and then it alternates between those like auto-scroller, you know, mech shoot up kind of stages and then like a more traditional platforming, you know, stage. Right. Uh, it's definitely not a Metroid kind of game like the first one is. It's just a comp- completely different game. Totally different game. Sweet. Uh, a lot more action-y, a lot less puzzle solve because one thing David didn't really touch on yet is those computer, like, you know, you collect ID cards throughout the game, and throughout the game you are constantly interacting 
with these like terminal computers to do things like open and close doors and turn on and off alarm systems and lasers and things like that. And you do it by entering like codes that are in some kind of crazy alien hieroglyphy oh, kind no. of language that no. I don't know how you learn these codes, oh, but no. you gotta learn these codes to be like, there was, you know, one code is just the same symbol four times and that's just like stop lasers, but then everything else seemed pretty intense. <laughs> like, huh? it looked like a lot. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. Or like the cover art. Would you say all computers are robots, Johnny? Would that qualify for the theme? I'm trying to, you know, keep the uh, keep the fan from getting game over it here. Would you know, a computer that you have to access with a, you know, alien hieroglyphic key card? Would you call any part of that a robot? Yeah, I call all computers robots, right? Because because the job is to automate things for you. You, you know, see, that's the, whole, yes. the whole point of them. Mm-hmm. I thought we had established it was okay when, you know, flesh only sometimes explodes. I'm just saying, I'm trying to put it back over. I'm trying to, you know, okay. come up with a number of ways in which this game qualifies for the theme. The, the number of ways is two. Flesh sometimes explodes <laughs> and computers are robots. <laughs> yeah. um, if, it had yeah, tri- it- if it had mechs that turned into, or motorcycles that turned into mechs, then, you know, it'd be all the way over. But, like, so far it's like, uh, you know, it's a tentative, you know, staying on the show. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it seems like it's a really cool fucking game, um, and I kind of want to fly down to Brazil, pick up a master system on the cheap, and mm. try it out. Yep. Drink a few caipirinhas, play a little master system, you know, do that uh, mm. that authentic Brazilian experience. Because, I mean, there's there's no other way to get a master system. You have to go to Brazil to get one. Oh, yeah. No, they, they just yeah. lie in the beaches. They're just washing up on the shore. So, you know, you head down yeah. to Rio, you go to the nude beach, you fucking pour yourself a caipirinha, you fish a master system out of the out of the bay. It's, um... The bay? You, you've, you've never it's... heard that song, The Master System from Ipanema? <laughs> it's the most beautiful oh, time man. of year when the master systems migrate and come out of the waves. Mm-hmm. Jesse, do you have an issue with the bay? Is there a bay in Brazil? Yeah, I'm sure there are several. It's got kind of a jagged coastline. It's got a large, large coastline. There are bays all over the place. What are you talking I about? Yeah, I just, I just never known Brazil as being famous for their bays. Oh, I think well, Brazil is very famous for its bays. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they like. It's not like the San Francisco Bay, you know, or Massachusetts Bay. But like, I think there are technically a lot of bays that you know. But like, yeah. It's not... I get what you're saying, Jesse, but, like, they have a lot of bays, I'm sure. I yeah, fucking I'm, just Googled Rio de Janeiro Bay, and it comes up with Guanabara Bay, the most famous bay in southeastern Brazil. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fucking so on famous, point here. So famous that you had to Google to know it existed. <laughs> I, I was using shorthand. There's a fucking bay. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I don't know the names of all the specific fucking beaches in Rio. Yeah. I've seen Listen. pictures. There's a giant Christ pic- the Christ statue in the background. There's a fucking like a big round crescent beach with people like all over the place. It's clearly a bay. Listen, We're debating John, here's fucking what he- beaches here. We're debating beach features. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I want, John. I want you to fly down to Brazil, and I want you to document all the bays you see. <laughs> and- I gladly. God damn. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a summer vacation. Mm. Just fucking... Yeah, because it would be winter down there. 
<laughs> but, man. Jeez. I, you know, I didn't realize I was going to get pushback on mentioning a bay. Should I, said, should I have said harbor, Jesse? Would you have fucking pushed back on there being a harbor? Well, I mean, it's just the way you said it, as if that was, like, its main feature. Like, like when you say the bay in reference to Brazil, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that one. I'm sorry. Like, I, sh- you know, I should have mentioned the Rio de Janeiro and the beach on the bay. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, it's a known and thing. That's, that's well, I think pushers. that's the problem. You know what you're talking about, but other people don't. Well, so that bay that John is talking about is what people think of when they think of Rio. Like, it's the coastline it's of Rio. It's the fucking like, thing it is. in Rio. Like, it's the fucking <laughs> bay. Like, I, yeah. It's... It is oh. the beach in Rio. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, guys. But, you know, it's a fucking Bay Beach. Like, it's, uh, yeah. Ugh. Sorry, man. I mean, I'm, you know, don't mean to be a fucking, I don't know, just geography guy that speaks too familiarly. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's clearly a bay. Excuse me. Gee. I'm, no, Game no. You're- four. <laughs>
gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> so this game uh, was released as the first title of Xbox's Play Anywhere program, uh, which let you uh, play this game on both Windows and on Xbox One, no matter which platform you purchase it for. guys let's see some answers let's see oh uh johnny or john or david has said minecraft john has drawn a a dick that i think is shaped like a bay and um johnny with the correct answer recore This is uh, ReCore, uh, originally for the Xbox One. Um, this game was made by uh, Keiji Inafune and uh, the people who made the Metroid Prime games. Um, so there's a little bit of a pedigree behind it. Um, and there was a definitive version that came out a couple years back. Um, that kind of cleaned up a lot of like complaints and bugs for this game 
and I've been playing it on Game Pass, and it is pretty freaking cool. I I, I feel like it's like a, a almost like a hidden gem almost at this point because um, it's really neat. You play this lady, uh, Jewel, and um, like you're on this planet because uh, Earth had this strange virus in 2020, and uh, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Which now that I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this game's too real. Um, but it like wiped a bunch of people out, and and so we decided to send a bunch of people to this other planet, and everyone's like in sleeper ships, except for the people that are going to go down and terraform the planet. And um, some things have gone wrong, and so you're down on the planet trying to figure out what's happening. Um, and you've got this robot dog that uh is really cool um and you can like change how he looks and give him different stats and stuff and uh he can fight other stuff and he can also um let's see he can dig up treasure or or other robots and stuff uh you get this cool like spider looking robot guy who can like launch missiles and you can climb up walls and stuff with them um, you eventually get like a big gorilla looking robot that like smashes stuff and, um, you mm. get two others. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far, but, um, you're fighting these robots and at one point before you kill them, you can like launch this like cable into them and like yank out this like big orb, which is, is like this little like mini game, um, but it's really neat looking like you just ripping the cores out of these robots and stuff. And, um, it's a, it's a neat game. The combat is cool. Like, uh, all the, all the robots are like color coded. And so like, eventually you get upgrades for your rifle to, um, shoot that color energy. So like, if you see a red enemy, you shoot red at it and blue enemy blue at it and stuff. And, um, there's all sorts of different kinds of enemies, but, uh, it's it's so a it's, really neat game. So it's kind of got like an Ikaruga thing where you can you have to a like shoot certain enemies with certain a little bit. It's a you know cool. it's a it's a, th- a third person uh, like um, shooty uh, platformy game. Um, one cool thing that I like about it because sometimes three D platformers can be a little iffy on the jumping, um, but this one. Whenever you're jumping or using your jetpack, whatever is underneath you gets like a little targeting rectangle, so you know what exactly you will land on if you fall. Um, that is very helpful. Yeah, so that that's a nice little thing. Um, but yeah, it, it almost seems like it does remind me a little bit of like Mega Man Legends because like you know it's a third person shooting game you're going into these like dungeons and fighting these robots and and like getting like you know crystal fragments and stuff um it's a pretty neat game um, and i'm sorry i just want to back up a second you said when you're jumping or using your jetpack yeah yeah you, you get a jetpack jet yeah you have a jetpack um all right already sold they um or it might even be rocket boots which is even better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you can, like, uh, dash with them or or do, like, your double jump and then use that to, like, get, you know, further. And some of the platform, there's a lot of uh, platforming in it. And uh, it can be pretty tricky. Um, but, 
if you're into like good 3D platformers, I think the jumping is good. Uh, there are some areas that have these like cool little like energy hoops that you go through and it like recharges your double jump so you can get like like a quad jump going and uh have your boost one more time um so uh and, like you'll see it like in the um the platform challenges and stuff it's, it's neat oh weird i but, um so i i just actually started looking up this game and for some reason the way you were describing it i was picturing like a very dystopian cyberpunk like a very gray game but it's out it's like sand (laughs) yeah you're like out in the desert and everything is pretty colorful like damn this looks like a cool game it does look nice there's a lot of there's a lot of browns and yellows and uh um blues and reds and stuff so it is it is it is pretty cool like even though everything's all sand and rocks and broken machinery it does have a cool look to it um, like it's 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 definitely a neat game i feel like the people that made this were wanting to make something really cool and and like the original version had a lot of bugs but the definitive version fixed a lot of those bugs and i just think it was you know too too little too late or whatever but it's definitely a, a but a game people like I feel like this is like a David game like because uh, the platforming is like something I think you'd really enjoy with the, the jet boost definitely stuff. looks like it but um and you get the cool robots you can customize and stuff and they do neat things I wish more games would do this play anywhere program kind of situation because like you know I bought um, Sonic Mania on PC years ago I would love to play it on the Switch if I want to play Sonic Mania on the Switch I gotta buy it again I'm not doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that whole Planeware program where where it, it sounds like you could have bought it on either. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Like it didn't matter what you bought it on. You just got if you bought an Xbox, you could just go play it on Windows, right? Pretty much, yeah. God damn, God, why is that not the standard? I should I just know. be able to buy a game once and just play it on all the platforms that it comes out on call today. It's it's smart, um, you know. It's it's not the standard because capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and does Play Anywhere support like syncing up your saves, like so you could start the game on Xbox and then pick up where you left off on Windows? So a lot of games do have cloud saves. Like mm. I've bounced between uh, playing a game on my computer and the Xbox, you know, just for you know whatever reason and if it has supports the cloud saves and yeah it's just like oh yeah here's your save from the xbox cool um yeah that is nice yeah their their whole thing lately has been pretty cool with the the x cloud the play anywhere with the game pass and stuff so they really want to just put their stuff in front of all screens if they can yeah, no, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Nobody wants to buy a game more than once, right? That's silly. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that should just be the standard now is is once I buy it on one thing, yeah. I should be able to just like link all my accounts up across all the services and just play the game on all my things that I own. Like, yeah. you know, as long as I'm not bypassing things where multiple people are playing at the same time and technically they should have bought their own copies or whatever, you know, then who cares? Like it's yeah, it's for fine. Sure. I bought it. Just let me play it on my shit. Yeah. Sorry, this has already been covered, but like Johnny, what do you? How would that affect, uh, you know, companies, uh, first-party games? 
that, you know, why would anybody, I don't know, develop games in-house if, uh, if you could just play them everywhere? Like, well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about games that do come, are gonna come out on multiple platforms anyways. Right. Like, yeah. Like like Nintendo, they're gonna put it on the on the Switch because they, they 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 put out games to drive the sales of the Switch, yeah. right? They're gonna put out their Mario games and all that. And you know, I get that. And like, am I stoked about that? Like, no, but like, I get it. But again, like Sega games, they're gonna come out on everything. Let me just buy my Sega games once and play them on all my consoles. Yeah, you should kind of just be buying the license from the developer and be able to access it on whatever console it's on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That would be nice. That would be Ugh. the dream. You know. You know. This game Recore is published by Microsoft, though, right? Yeah. 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 So they they get that benefit if they own two platforms, right. you know, that you yeah. can play it on. But and it's only, yeah. So well, I, I'm and, sorry that I had to walk away. So Jesse, can you play this on other things? Yeah, you can play it on your computer. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you but can not, play it on. I didn't miss like, it on a Switch phone. release for Recore. <laughs> No, no. Anything okay. with Game Pass, you can play it. So you could play it on your phone or, you know, your Xbox. Or... Right. So. That's cool. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. I. Uh, I thought for you know. Sorry that I missed that that part of the conversation. I thought that Recore had come out on more than like, you know, Xbox Plus computers and stuff. I yeah. You know, I was like, damn, they make a PlayStation or like a Switch release of this because like I would gladly pl you know play that game. It, it looked super cool, but. uh they are about to put some uh, first-party Xbox games over on PlayStation soon. Yeah, so. apparently it pissed off some Xbox owners out there, which... You yeah, know, those people fuck are you, stupid. Sorry. You know, like, like, I think it's good to make games available to more people. You know, yeah. And, and I think you got to recognize that maybe Microsoft ain't winning the console war anytime soon and needs to put their games where people can play them and enjoy them and, you know, maybe make some money on them. Like, jeez Louise. Yeah, you know, like didn't didn't Sony already put the their MLB game out for other systems? Well, like this isn't unheard of. <laughs> that's because the MLB was like, "Hey, uh, we would like to sell more uh, games, and you keeping it just on PlayStation isn't letting us do that." Right. So we would really hate to break our uh, license with you. Wink, wink. <laughs> That and makes Sony sense. Was like, so oh, they had, okay, you know, fine. PlayStation was having their arm twisted by MLB, but yeah, still, I, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with some of like, you know, obviously you hold back some exclusives. You want some reasons for people to buy the certain systems, but like, I don't see what the problem is with putting no. some of these games out for other things. Like, there's there's opportunities out there. So, I don't know. I guess what Console I'm saying is I'm, I'm disappointed that ReCore is not out for other systems because I don't feel that I have a computer good enough to play it and I don't have an Xbox. So, <laughs> you know, I just want, you know, I want to play the fucking, the game with the robot dog somewhere else, please. Well, you could stream it on your phone or, or the cloud on your computer. Again, I don't feel like my computer's good enough for that and I... You just need internet connection for cloud. I can't wrap my head around fucking... Uh, Enjoying playing a game on a phone or like a tablet. It's just not, yeah. I'm not built that way. I don't, you know, I've tried, I've tried a couple, not in a while. I, I, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's gotten better, but I don't know. I need to, maybe, should, maybe I should look back into that. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause yeah, I'd, I'd like to play some of these games that are Microsoft developed and Xbox, you know, uh, exclusive. So. 
I should, uh, should see if my computer's capable of playing some of them, because I, I've just always played on consoles and had such shitty computers that I never thought I'd be able to play them, so I never looked into whether or not that's still true. <laughs> Maybe I should rip the core out of my computer and replace it with a better core that allows me to play video games on my computer. Good idea. Yeah, yeah there you go. And maybe my computer should be a dog. <laughs> you could Think do that. It. I would like my computer... Yeah, I, I like my computer more than my dog right now. So maybe if I could combine the two, I could find uh, find the love for it. <laughs> Think about it. We'll look into that. Yeah, yeah. You should. Game Patriangle. 5.
All right, so um, the sound effect on the opening title screen is different depending on if this game is played on a Nintendo DS or a Nintendo DS Lite. Johnny, do you have the hat trick sound cued? I do. <gasps> so Jesse says Astro Boy, sadly incorrect. Uh, Johnny says Mario Kart DS, and John Harrington says Mario Kart DS, baby! Uh, that is the correct answer. Mario Kart DS. What a game. Maybe you've heard of it. All right, Johnny, let's hit the calculating computer. <laughs> so, uh, this came out on the DS. Yes, it did. Um, this was the first game that had um, online... Uh, wait. Because you could use the LAN... Nah, eh, fuck it. This is the first game with online... Um, it was the first game that you could play using the internet. <laughs> yes. And the Nintendo um, Wi-Fi connection. Which was crazy. Like, to play a handheld game on the internet with random strangers. Back in 2005? Like, that was a huge fucking deal. Um, mm -hmm. I also did like that this had... Um, DS download play, so only one person needed a copy of the game to play with multiple people, but if you didn't have it, you were relegated to a shy guy, which I thought was cute and funny. Yep. That's yeah, pretty fun. Uh, do you remember that whole Nintendo, that partnership Nintendo had with McDonald's where you could take your Nintendo DS to any McDonald's to get free Wi-Fi? Yes. 
it never worked. <laughs> I swear that being a whole thing and just like trying to imagine just the idea of going to McDonald's just to play your Nintendo DS online with people. I mean, it's not a bad like, idea because back then, like, you know, the dollar menu still existed. So you could go get like oh, a couple God. of you know, McChickens and McDoubles and fucking oh, man. like kick and play some mm. Mario Kart DS. Like, in theory, it was a good idea. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to go to McDonald's recently. Big mistake. Uh, fucking, yeah. Uh, I was gonna order a McDouble. It was $4.19. I might as well go buy a cow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slaughter it and cook it myself, then fucking pay that price. That's outrageous. John, I don't uh, know when the last time you bought a cow is, but it's, uh, it's an investment. Yeah. But I guarantee I get more affordable beef <laughs> than Look. fucking four dollar nineteen cent McDouble. Two slices of beef and a, one slice of cheese. One Come slice on. of cheese. Yeah. Fuck. You got to pay extra for that other slice, man. That's a different price. I remember being in a McDonald's drive-through when the McDouble first came out, and somebody had to go order the double cheeseburger Foolish. instead of being ninety nine cent. It was a buck oh nine. And the guy was like, the fuck? Why did it go to a buck oh nine? Like, I hear him, you know, yeah. behind him. You didn't order a McDouble, and stupid. <laughs> like, oh, we got the McDouble now. That's only 99 cents. He's like, well, what's the difference? You know, it's like a slice of cheese. Like, that's yeah. a, fuck you. 10 cents for <laughs> like, a slice of cheese. <laughs> um, I do want to shout out to the chat who was bringing up uh, something I forgot about this game. Um, this game had some controversy because of snaking. Um the way that drifting in this game, it wasn't time-based. Like, you could very rapidly... If you were good enough at waggling the D-pad, you could very quickly generate turbo boosts. So people learned how to go left, right, left, right, and basically just boost throughout the entire course. Yeah. I only encountered that online a couple of times, but it was alarming to see. It's like, wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. Why is this happening right now? Like, how the how hell is he that ahead? far ahead? Like... <laughs> Yeah, th there's something going on here. Something something untoward is taking place in Mario Kart DS, and I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a this, bit of a problem. <laughs> I really love this game, and I, this game has some of the best Mario Kart tracks, at least in my opinion, because this game added Luigi's Mansion, TikTok Clock, um, Shroom Ridge was simple but fun. Airship Fortress, Delfino Square. Like this game, not every track is perfect. Yoshi Falls sucks, but like hey. when the game, <sighs> I'm sorry. What's the beef with Yoshi Falls? It's a fucking. It's a. It's like a mushroom cup track. What's the problem? It's. It's just a single loop. It's just, it's a very dull track to me. David, you've, pl you've played the Mushroom Cup before, right? Yeah, I know. It's just one of the earlier, simpler tracks and whatnot, yes. but still, I just... David, eh. I wouldn't say it was one of the earlier. I would say the whole Mushroom Cup is the earliest, simplest tracks. No, yes. I was talking about Yoshi Falls specifically. Oh, I see. Um, But yeah, the, the track design in this game, when it was good, it was really fucking good. Um... And I enjoyed the booster course pass in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I was glad to see new characters like Pauline and Kamek and Petey Piranha and whatnot, but I am very sad that they didn't bring back Rob, 
who was playable in Mario Kart DS and has never been playable again in a Mario Kart game. And that's bullshit because he is such a hmm. weird inclusion that it's awesome. Hmm. I didn't realize he never came back. That's too bad. Nope. Huh. I guess I didn't hmm. care. Um, but like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's weird. I just, it's like, you know, Mario wow. Kart 8's, Mario Kart 8's roster is so stacked uh, that like, I guess I didn't notice that Rob never came back. I figured everybody was here. I figured it was almost the Smash Ultimate of Mario Kart at this point. Is has anybody else never come back, David? Do you know? Um, Besides Donkey Kong Jr. Um, honestly, I don't think so. Cause, oh no, um, Paratrooper from Double Dash. I don't think he's mm. ever come back. Yeah, but like King Koopa, Boo Koopa has, Trippers. Funky Kong has. Yeah. Hmm. Donkey Kong Jr. I said that already. Taste. Oh, yeah. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I thought it was so cool to see Rob in the game. Um, he had like a custom animation where he would spin around. Um, one of his carts was based on Stack Up, which I thought was hilarious. And it was just an oddball inclusion. I, th I think possibly the first robot in a Mario game. Well, well playable robot, right? Because um, there were Mecha Koopas in Super Mario World. I know that off the top of my head. Well, yeah, but those um, were just like wind-ups. They weren't like sentient. Are robots sentient? Ooh. Yes. What about Mario? They have artificial Donkey intelligence. <laughs> Do you have to have sentience to be a robot? I guess is what I'm really asking. No. I don't feel like getting into the philosophics. Okay. I, I feel, yeah, Magic I feel Koopas like are robots. Toy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Mecha Koopas, not Ma Magic Koopas, there's magical guys. Mecha Koopas are definitely robots for oh, sure. Oh, did I say Magic Koopa? I meant Mecha Koopa. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This game's great. It's got a fun DS soundtrack, and it's got some of the best tracks in Mario Kart, in my opinion. And it's, it's very good. to play as a robot. Yeah. Does anybody else have fond memories of Mario Kart DS, or are, are we getting ready for bed? No, you know, why you gotta be so dismissive? We all love Mario Kart DS, except Johnny. Um, I think we all played the hell out of it. Like, it gets, I mean, man, that initial novelty of a fucking, you know, an online Mario Kart game uh, only could be improved by making it playable on, like, a, a TV screen. That, you know, it, it sure motivated me to get Wi-Fi in my fucking apartment in 2005. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had to uh, get that dongle. Yeah. I wasn't going to fucking McDonald's, baby. I was going to fucking, you know, we are going to have Wi-Fi. And we had to make sure it was placed in a location that it serviced as many bedrooms as possible. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know what those guys were doing in their bedrooms, but I was playing Mario Kart DS. <laughs> and I don't want to know what those other guys were doing in their bedrooms. <laughs> the important I, thing was the DS. <laughs> I did love that, uh, like you mentioned to David, that um, you just needed one cartridge for you and your friends to play as long as you had DSs. Um, and yeah, you had to be, you were stuck as the shy guy, but you still got to fucking play Mario Kart with your friends. And I feel like that was a cool inclusion to make it easier to, you know, 
And I mean, to be clear, I'm not downplaying playing as the shy guy. Playing as shy guy is awesome, but I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, can I be Luigi? No, you're just a random masked character. That's what you get for not buying the game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, David, you know... The, have all the tracks from Mario Kart DS been remade yet in other Mario Kart games? Do you know that offhand? Like, have they updated every single one of these for like Mario Kart Seven or fucking you know Eight Deluxe? They Is there anything have not. outstanding that needs to come back? Airship Fortress. Oh really? Huh? Why didn't that come back? I don't know, and that I'm seems sad because like I fun wanted that original ones. Like you know really cool and original kind of game. Or, uh, level. Wait. Did that not come back in 7? Airship Fortress? Oh, wait, no. I think it did huh. come back in 7. Mm. You're right. Jeez. Uh, the Luigi's Mansion track, I don't think, came back. Hmm. But, I mean, like, Wario Stadium did, Shroom Ridge did, um... Yep. Desert Hills did, Peach which Gardens I thought was came back recently. Oh yeah, I forgot Peach Gardens. Peach Gardens a fucking amazing track. Yep. Um, I always did like Desert Hills because you had the angry son from Mario Three in the background, and he would shake, and in the second and third lap he would summon the like fire snakes from Mario Three, so it was like added hazards as you played. Mm. Um, God, yeah, it's it's got some good tracks. It's such, yeah, it has such good tracks. You know, Yoshi Falls came back in another game, David? Did you know that? I did. I came back in Mario Kart Wii, as I recall. Mm -hmm. You know the one track that actually hasn't come out, uh, come back? The the only track more basic than Yoshi Falls. Oh, the figure eight circuit? How on earth did they make it through to the final product with that first draft-ass name? How is it that everything in Mario Kart gets a cute, like, Mario-themed name or something, you know, like, you know, I don't know, cute or repetitive, like Cheap Cheap Beach or Moo Moo Farm, and somehow they let a track called Figure 8 Circuit make it into the game? How did that happen, David? You know, I think that was the day at the Nintendo offices that I got a cold and had to take a sick day. Right. Literally, all they had to do was fucking slap any character's name on it. You know, call it fucking Donkey Kong Circuit or, you know, like, it, it's so simple. You call it Baby Circuit. You know, Baby Mario Circuit. Done. Not to be confused they with Baby Park. They could have called it Figure 8-Bit Circuit and then added, like, a big 8-Bit Mario sprite somewhere. See? Easy money. But no. Hmm. Instead, you got the Figure 8 Circuit. Guess what shape the track is? Um, <laughs> Square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wild. You know, it's unbelievable. Turns out it's actually just a giant oval like Yoshi Falls. It's um, the outline of Kulex from Super Mario RPG. <laughs> see? God. That's what they fucking should do. You know, David, last thing. Name a Mario character that should get the Yoshi circuit treatment and you race on the outline of the character. I mean, I David, but Kulex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, on the one hand, I want to go something complex. On the other hand, I don't think it would be super complicated, but I think it would be badass for a Chain Chomp track. 
where you have kind of like a square (laughs) starting starting area and then like a wavy big road up to a circle and then a wavy road down hmm Interesting, well, Jesse. The track had constantly changed between laps, right? Yeah, would, that's it, what the, the track would be jumping. Does. And then the chain yeah. would extend and then unextend. <laughs> yeah, it could be a morphing track. Jesse, what do you think? Give me, give me a Mario character's outline that you would like to drive a car on. Uh, King Boo. That's a good one. Nice wide like, turns, couple little jagged crowns. Yeah, then the zigzag for the mm. crown. That'd be yeah. Cool. And if, like, you're on one part of the track, it's looking at you and has its mouth open. If you're on the other part, it closes its eyes. Oh, that'd be so neat. I was going to say, the question with a King Boo track is, do you have just one big curve straightaway, or do you go down his tongue that's sticking out his mouth? Hmm. Maybe it changes every other lap. I feel like, yeah, this needs to be one of those uh, tracks that's a little dynamic. You know, th- that's one thing they need to do to spice up the Mario Kart series, is add some some morphing to the tracks and kind of the Sonic and All-Stars racing vibe. Like, you know, uh. the front runner of the race should get to see cool shit happen, and the, the each lap should be a little different. Um, or in some cases, dramatically different, uh, as it ha- happens in Sonic and All-Stars racing. Um, Guys, quick dumb question. Speaking of tracks with curves... Is Bowsette actually like a Mario character? Or is that something the internet just made up and got horny over? Because I, I would like a Bowsette track, but only if it's if Bowsette's actually a thing. I've only seen Bowsette in terms of, you know, horny drawings. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, you are too pure for this world. I Listen love you so to much. your heart, Johnny. What do you think? <laughs> do you think Bowsette's real? Because if you believe it's real, then it just might be. I, I, I don't think Bowsette's real. I think uh, Bowsette can't hurt you, Johnny. <laughs> Is Bowsette in the room with you right now? I don't think Johnny <laughs> expects Bowsette to hurt him. I think he's got Maybe other he touch you. Oh no, I think he yeah. does. Yeah. Put a fucking little uh, yeah man. Uh, so a Bowsette track would be pretty good. That would be yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, God, what a what a horny meme that was. Um, man, I was trying to think of something more clever than that, but no, now I'm only thinking about his Bowsette. I can't think of any Mario Kart tracks anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's how they make your cannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make make her track. Make her track of Mario Kart. Oh god, yeah. You Google Bowsette, and you know they're really trying to get you to click on that first link, the Mario Kart track. Not any of the other links. <laughs> like <laughs> Nintendo's really trying to astroturf Bowsette into being a Mario Kart track. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, sexy, sexy track. <laughs> yeah, and it could change on every lap depending on who's wearing the crown. Think yeah. about it. Think about it, David. Oh, I know I you're am. thinking about it right now. I'm trying not to be. Well, yeah. I suppose I could. I am sitting down. Right. <laughs> I could be masturbating right now. Nobody would ever know. <laughs> David oh. just realized this. This many episodes into the show, we've never seen his torso. Or yeah, like below the three. Legs. This many episodes, we're only on episode three. I know. And t- you know, you're very slow on the uptake, David. You could have been masturbating for weeks. <laughs> At least two. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boots. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... 
Joan Regan. How? I score three points. And, uh, John, you got two. Everyone's got one. Good job, Johnny. Way to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got Mario Kart. I got <laughs> Recoil. Re I got Recore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Recore and Mario Kart adds up. I forgot yeah. that we don't just Let's always do dusty finishes for Johnny. I forgot that uh, Johnny sometimes <laughs> just wins the fucking show. Yeah. yeah. My my goodness. What a, what a show happen. we've got. Johnny, great job, man. Congrats. Thank you. So uh, it's that part of the show where we think about what's coming next. What are, you, what are you thinking about for an upcoming episode of Game That Tune? Well, next time we tape, it's going to be February 28th. And this year is a leap year, meaning we have an extra day in February. So I was thinking we celebrate leap year, leap day. With 29 games. games. <laughs> no, <laughs> games with a little extra. You know, like we get that little extra day. Maybe games with a little extra, like maybe there's a little extra DLC you can buy or a little extra little extra area you can unlock, you know, games with a little extra. And you can define that however you want, but but right. my theme what is the fuck? games <laughs> games with quote a little extra. Like new game plus. Yeah, like some kind of cool unlockable, some kind of Just cool DLC, some kind of Standard GTT rules. If you can justify it, you, you get to do it. Games with Bowser as a track. <laughs> <sighs> Guys, we really need to discuss the possibility of doing dusty finishes anytime Johnny wins the show. Like it just, yeah. You know, goddamn. So, Johnny, is your suggestion games that are a little extra or games with? A little extra. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow, David. <laughs> Interesting, Johnny. I, I was gonna I was gonna say it on air and then it was like, no, nah, I better not. <laughs> interesting, interesting lack of a theme you've chosen for next week's episode. <laughs> um But we must abide by it, for you are the winner. Um so there you have it fucking we'll see what that means in a couple of weeks <laughs> Jeez, louise okay well um cool so games uh a little extra on the next yeah, game games then too. with a little extra whatever that means whatever that fucking means oh <laughs> uh, man um well cool then uh great great job johnny great game great show and, uh, you know, great game and show to everybody who's watching live with us. Thank you guys watching live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash game that tune. We love seeing you guys chatting with us, uh, hanging out, having a great time with us. Uh, love the live viewers. Thank you, everybody, checking us out in podcast form. Podcasts come out Tuesday mornings, gamethatune.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff that you do to podcasts. Uh, do it for us, because we love you guys listening there, and appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. You know, patreon.com slash gamethattune has our awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got covered up. We've got movie commentaries, all kinds of stuff that we haven't been making lately, but we're going to get back in the swing of things eventually, and uh, 
More importantly, keep the lights on with our 24-7 video game music live stream, gttradio.com. We love you guys supporting us there on Patreon. Uh, special thanks, of course, to our absurd fans on Patreon. Talking about Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Bond, and The Kerrigan. A fantastic group of supporters that we've got. Um... David took the request this week. David, who was the request from? Remind us. Uh, the request came from our Discord from Binzy Boy. Yes, Discord. Great place to make a request. Binzy Boy, great request. Thank you for that. Go to uh, go to Discord. Join us. Chat along with us. Hang out. We got a nice little group uh, going there. It's uh, it's a good little crew we got in the Game That Tune Discord. And it's a great place to make requests. You can also check out GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media site. Um... That's pretty much uh, you know, the only two ways that I would like to get a request. I don't want to receive them any other ways. Um, <laughs> and yeah, be sure to join us at gttradio.com because we've got 24-7 video game music streaming on the internet and we love uh, listening with you guys, chatting along with you guys. Great group there. And that's going to do it. So I dread to say these words, but Johnny has won the episode officially, so we've got Johnny's bonus tunes closing us out. So, tell us uh, tell us what you're taking us home with there, Johnny. Yeah, so this is a remix by somebody on YouTube named uh, Miles D. Great. Uh, this is a Sega Genesis remix of Sky Sanctuary Act 1 from Sonic Generations. So it's the Sega Genesis original remix into Sonic Generations I guess D-Mix back down to Sega Genesis. It's right. pretty cool. I didn't catch any of that, but it sounds great, Johnny. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>
one sec. Almost had those copyrights ready. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> Tekken 8 is copyright 2024 Namco Bandai Incorporated. Robots is copyright 2005 Griptonite Games and Vivendi Universal Games. Zillion is copyright 1987 Sega Games Company Limited. ReCore is copyright 2016 Armature Studio LLC, Level 5 Comcept, and Microsoft Studios. Mario Kart DS is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Do you think if you were a robot and you got pulled over that there was some high chance you'd get shot? I mean, I, only, only if while you were pulled over an acorn fell on the roof of the car and the, uh, you know, the cops opened fire on you. Otherwise, you know, the cops know not to fuck with robots. Um, robots, they're, uh, dangerous. Uh, gotta, gotta watch out, man. But that's the thing Why? about robots. They Why also have, the, have to watch out for robots. Well, because you never know if they're going to stop following the laws of robotics. I mean, like you know, you pull oh, over a robot. I see. It was already oh, so it was already violating one of the laws of robotics. Laws. Yes, the robots. <laughs> if the robot was speeding, laws for the robots. If the robot's speeding, it's Johnny, already game a dangerous <laughs> robot. What happens if a cop pulls over a robot, but it's one of those? Um, bomb disarming robots. It's actually a cop off duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're drunk, bomb disposal robot. I'm going to let you off tonight. I'm going to drive you home. <laughs> yeah. What happens if a cop pulls over Well, he'd be good at diffusing the, the situation. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then they call the radar gun to testify in court and the radar gun won't testify against the, uh, the robot because they're like, you know, related. Yeah. Is a radar gun you know a robot? Is what I'm asking. They say snitches get glitches. <laughs> they have said that before. Yes. Nope. You, you can't give yourself the sound. <laughs> oh, I did it. I yeah. heard it. You in got my head. One. Nope. I saw the arms. I know the. I know the sound. <laughs>